What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Hard Count. It's your boy, as always, and the guy to my right as uh, nope, this way. See this stupid mirror thing? I always go like this. No, not today. CJ, my brother, what's going on, guy? How we doing? Hey, all is well. All is well, man. I was just was chopping it up uh, pregame before the show. Just getting ready for the season, nine days away, and you know I'm excited, excited to get things rocking for for week one and then dive into everything. A lot of storylines going into the season. A lot of uh, a lot of excitement for the season as per usual. But CJ, this is a special show, a nice show. Yeah. Every show is good, but this is special. Got a little guest because one of the one of the things going into the season, CJ, that listen, I am this close to being a complete idiot. CJ, on the other hand, smart guy, smart, brilliant mind. I don't know. I can't tell you the first thing about a Liz Frank injury, but I know mm. somebody who can. Our very own USN doctor. And let's bring him into the show. How are we doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, man. How are you? Oh, we're yeah, doing better now. We the show just got smarter. I mean, <laughs> it's it's just unbelievable. Why don't you introduce yourself? I know it's the first time you've been on here with us at least. So let everybody sure. know you know what you're up to and uh then we can jump into things. No doubt. Uh my name's Deepak Chona. I have been in the sort of injury analysis game for a couple of years now under uh, the, the umbrella of sports med analytics, basically trying to take big data, some machine learning, and, uh, and then my own background in orthopedic sports medicine to try to figure out, you know, mostly gaining an advantage in uh, sports gambling and uh, fantasy football, but also for the general fan and in the Unwrapped Network. I've been lucky to be part of that for a couple of years through Perry. So I am glad to, uh, you know, be joining y'all and, and see where we go. Hey, man, thanks again for, for being on yes. with us, bro. I want to just real yeah. quick, man, what, what made you want to dive into sports medicine, um, you know, growing up? And why, why was that your yeah. yeah, you know, it's a good question. I uh, Back in college, I remember watching SportsCenter and uh, a, a guy came on there and he was breaking down the impact of a knee injury in the NBA finals. And I didn't really know the details of what he was talking about and what he did, but I looked him up and I was like, this guy, I don't know what he does, but I got to do that. And here we are. So he was an orthopedic sports medicine doc and, and uh, I kind of like started to expose myself through, through that. And then it just kind of became a passion. And now, now I find myself kind of living a dream a little bit doing talking about these types of things uh on the on the regular now you full on you full on medical medical doctor you still in school yeah no full full medical doctor i did my uh med school graduated um in philly in uh 2017 and then finished residency uh over in california just uh two months ago so i'm doing a one-year sports medicine fellowship up in boston right now Oh. And then we'll be, uh, then we'll TBD on location, but we'll be doing uh, some sports surgery somewhere. So we'll we'll find a home. Got, got one of those white, got one of those white jackets and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge fan <laughs> of wearing it to be honest, but I do have one of the white jackets. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. Now we have some, uh, you know, there's, there's obviously Dr. James Andrews, some other, you know, big time, you know, yeah. sports physicians that I've been covering the game for so long. I mean, I, that's a guy that. If you're covering, especially football, you should know. But especially when it comes to ACLs and some of these major injuries, who are some 
uh, physicians that you you know might might have looked at. Definitely growing, uh, looking going into the field and um, someone that you looked after that you want to model your your style after too. Yeah, you know James Andrews is uh, he was kind of the like godfather of sports medicine. He started in the game when there wasn't a whole lot of other people doing it. And I read about him fixing, if you may remember, Drew Brees tore up his shoulder at the end of his career in San Diego. And it was like a very extreme tear. And James Andrews fixed it up for him and then got him this basically whole resurgence of his career in New Orleans. And and I remember reading about that, and that was kind of an inspiration for me. And then, you know, through residency, I've had a number of mentors, uh, one of whom, Mark Safran, he did. Uh, he's taking care of a number of pro athletes, but he, he actually fixed up my own ACL uh, about a year ago now. So, you know, you're, you know, you're in good hands when you let somebody cut you up. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. The, but I've, I've been lucky. I've had a lot of good, uh, a lot of good training, a lot of good mentors along the way. It's cool to hear. That's cool to hear. Now um, I want to get into specific players, but before I do that, you hear injuries literally every single week. And I know, like, watching sports enough, you kind of know which ones are going to be worse. But now, got a good old doctor that can actually explain to me why one's worse than the other one. Because that's kind of what I'm, I'm curious about too. So, like, just one of them that every single year in football, high ankle sprain. Now, oh yeah, what's it? High ankle sprain. What, what's is there? Is there a low normal ankle sprain? What's what's really the difference, and how how significant is the difference in that as well? Yeah, it's a great question. There, there is a pretty good, a pretty big difference in functionally. So basically the high, the, what we would call an ankle sprain is what you would kind of think of as a low ankle sprain. So it's really like at the foot, often the foot kind of rolls in and you sprain uh, part of that ankle joint. And it, it, it's, you see athletes get it taped up a lot. Uh, the high ankle sprain that you talk about goes up as you as you can imagine higher than that so it's kind of between the ankle and the knee and there's a joint there because there's two bones so there's kind of a joint there that uh it's held together by some ligaments and oftentimes we see instability in that and and that's um Nikhil Harry had a surgery for this very recently usually the low ankle sprains can be treated without surgery and generally speaking actually in the NFL, the average time missed is about a week or even less sometimes. Whereas a high ankle sprain, the average time missed is usually two to four weeks. And then there's a subset of those that do require surgery. So so the high ankle is probably more severe in most of these cases, but the low ankle more common. Now, is it is it like a – is there a big difference? I, like you can – I know you – I've seen you on Twitter, obviously, and I know that you don't like to just – diagnose off of one video because you're actually good at what you do unlike <laughs> the, the twitter people that thoroughly enjoy oh he immediately tore his acl because his knee buckled um <laughs> is there is there a big difference in like the actual role that you see between a high ankle sprain or or do you or is there sometimes where people can like myself look at a play and be like oh roll his ankle a little bit but you're kind of like mm, you rolled it a little bit more and you that's going to be a high ankle sprain yeah, it's kind of. I would say that's a pretty fair way of thinking about it. The uh, the the low ankle you can often tell based on the way the foot turns. It's kind of a classic uh, turning, and and many of us, anybody who's played basketball, has probably turned an ankle yeah. before, and that's kind of that low ankle sprain for the most part. The you can kind of play through a lot of them, but it swells up and it gets stiff. The high ankle then is a lot 
tougher and you know it's it's a bigger energy bigger force that has to go through the ankle and it's kind of it's more of a rotational um component through the the area around that shin uh around shin level so that's it's kind of it's hard to diagnose that completely off of the video the low ankle sprain you can kind of diagnose off video pretty reliably and then but, so the and that's the other one that you always hear acl and mcl scare you no matter what but right you always hear acl sprain is is, is that is that worse than the mcl what is is one significantly longer are they both a pain management thing yeah, it's a, another good question. The ACL and MCL we'll surely hear a lot about this year. So with the ACL, usually what we've come to know is that that means about a year out for most athletes. And uh, you can't really play with a torn ACL. And there's partial tearing of the ACL does happen sometimes, but it's relatively rare. So we usually end up having to do surgery on those patients. And then the average time in the NFL to return for most people is around 10 to 11 months. Wow. So it's almost a full year. And, and then when they come back, uh, that first year back for most players tends to be a, a drop off in performance. And then second year, they kind of come back into their own. Whereas an MCL. So the MCL is much less common. Deandre Hopkins just had surgery on his actually this off season. But other than him, I, I can't off the top of my head, think of one this past year. And uh, most MCLs are, are essentially sprains and the MCL kind of can heal into place. It's uh, one of those things that usually takes about four weeks. If you may remember it, for, for the basketball fans out there, Zion Williamson had one of these and it kept him out. They, I think they babied him along a little bit, but because he was in college, but it was around six weeks and then he came back and he was great. So uh, that is kind of the, the usual track with the MCL, but, Occasionally, you have like the DeAndre Hopkins who has a, a big tear or a displaced tear, and then you got to get that fixed. But it's still a much less of a surgery and recovery than the ACL itself. So you yeah, have a question like that, or you want to go to the or you want to go to the players? Uh, no, well, I just wanted to see uh, where, his head, where his head was at in terms of uh, you know the ACL because it used to back up to maybe a decade ago it was such a big deal in terms of it was career threatening, career threatening type injury. And then we saw some, I would say anomalies with Adrian Peterson coming in, you know, what, six to seven months later, you know, defying the odds, if you will, and then winning the MVP um, after turning ACL. And now it seems to be as, as the medicine has evolved, has, as more knowledge um, has been brought to the table. It's, 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 it's common. Yes. Like you said, you'd be out for the year, but um, it's, it's not something where it's, career threatening like how I used to be in years past. And I just want to see what, what's your thoughts on that. And and do you think maybe the Achilles, um, that's something that's also been a, a really big issue, not not just in football, but also in basketball, could maybe potentially transition to that in terms of as we continue to grow and learn more in, in the medicine field? Yeah, I, I like the analogy you made with the Achilles there, actually. the So the ACL, as you mentioned, what used to be all not a death sentence, but a pretty big blow. And the reality is the, the knee still takes a really big hit when you do tear your ACL and have the surgery. We have to drill holes through the tibia and the femur. So you're, you're drilling pretty big holes, putting a, you're taking tissue from one part of the body to sort of feed the other. So there's a pretty big recovery needed there. And uh, that's why you still do see that one-year drop-off for most people. Uh, guys like Adrian Peterson really re rewrote the script on that. But 
you look at the Achilles that you mentioned, uh, that used to be really a death sentence for players because it was a uh, the type of injury for running backs, for example, you would see up to 25% drop-off for over two years past their past uh, the injury. So, you know, you're looking – and in basketball, it's, it's actually one of the two or three most, like, detrimental injuries to have. But then you see guys like Clay Thompson. You see Kevin Durant coming back. And uh, what you look at in is a lot in basketball, you look at play style. Those guys are shooters. They can kind of not regain all their explosiveness and still be pretty good. In football, you look at Cam Akers, and he came back in six months, which is really a remarkable feat in itself. But if you look at his numbers, they didn't really look that awesome. He was 4.3 yards per carry before injury and then 2.6 after. And that's multifactorial, obviously, but – uh, the James Robinson story is, I think, going to tell us some things as well. Our, uh, our our data projects him out at 80% of himself to start the year, but but because Achilles' data historically has probably overstated the amount of drop-off that you're going to see uh, with the newer repairs, newer rehab techniques, you're, you're getting advancements like you alluded to, and I think as a result, you're going to see less of a decline, but it's, it's un- inevitable to a degree to have some just because of the nature of the injury, but it, but I think it's going to be less than it was before. Now, real quick before we get to the players, because now I'm curious, do you the how how medicine's gotten better? Do you and you know players are coming back better better than ever and quicker too? Is that more of a because our the physical therapy after the injury has gotten so much better, or is that just the fact that we know so much more about the surgery itself? I think it's both, really. And uh, I don't mean to say that as a cop-out no, answer. No, of course. I, I think with the Achilles, for example, we've in the last probably five years, there's been an influx of papers in the orthopedic uh, scientific literature that look at like which sutures are the strongest, which knot configurations, and like how we repair this basically as strong as possible so that you can start moving it earlier. And the same is somewhat true of the ACL where we're saying, all right, well, we know a little bit more about the biology and the cells and what they're doing on a microscopic level now than we did 10 years ago. So maybe does that mean we can advance the rehab a little faster? So they kind of go hand in hand, but both advancements are key. And, you know, we always say in, in surgery that the surgery is just day zero, but the recovery is then often like almost a year. And that is usually in the hands of the physical therapist or athletic trainers. And it's so critical. You can have a, a great surgery and a terrible uh, rehab, and that ends up probably in a terrible result. So you uh, you got to have both parts to make it work. All right. I know you got to run in a couple minutes here, so I want to just run through some players real quick. Sure. Let's do it. Um, Najee Harris kind of came out a couple days ago. He's been dealing with the sprain to Liz Frank in, in training camp. That's why he didn't really do anything throughout training camp. Played in the last preseason game. So I guess that looks good. What are we thinking here? Fantasy value-wise, top 10 pick right now. Yeah, he's a top 10 pick. I was out on him because the Steelers have a lot of question marks as an offense. But I think if you're <laughs> I think if you were in on him to start, I don't think this changes it for you. Uh, the reason being that these injuries are – he's been four weeks into this now. Usually we say about six weeks for this grade of, of Liz Frank's brain, probably a grade two is what we would call it. And uh, that would be week one. So he'd be playing basically unrestricted, we would expect, by week one. But then beyond that, 
it usually takes about two more weeks for for him to gain a hundred percent of his explosiveness back. So with that being around week two or week three uh, for Najee Harris, he, we aren't really looking at much of a drop off. If you're, you know, if you're truly a, a buyer of Najee Harris, uh, unless it's really, you're looking at splitting hairs there. Um, I, I think you probably are still safe to do, to, to keep that opinion. Uh, then we got Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy who we thought was definitely on the on the market for potentially going to a newer team after last year going to the NFC Conference Championship game with the 49ers. Then he had the surgery on his shoulder, I believe. Uh, what, what was some of the what's an update on that? And and he just restructured his deal, so it looks like he's going to stay with San Francisco um, this season and backing up Trey Lance. So um, with his injury and and how you know how the trade talks kind of stalled with him, uh, what do you think really happened there uh, with with Garoppolo? Yeah, that's an that's an interesting question. I read a lot about it, and uh, with Garoppolo, it looks like they had him looked at by a couple of docs, and they recommended trying non-operative treatment. And then Garoppolo had another opinion, and so it's not uncommon to have differing opinions. And some of these are kind of borderline calls. But that doctor recommended surgery, so he did have surgery. It sounds like it was probably a small or a partial rotator cuff tear. And that's one of these small muscles that helps stabilize the shoulder. It's a big deal for a thrower. Uh, we, but we have seen players like uh, Cam Newton come back from this and be okay. And the, the thing is, it really, the timeline more than anything else, I think, is what hosts his trade value. Because if he wasn't having surgery, people could be watching him throw, work him out, check him out and, and everything. But then with him being shut down and there's this question mark of, you know, throwing shoulder surgery is uh it's just a giant question mark and i think at this point he's going to be fine but uh i think that is mostly because the tear was kind of a probably a borderline call in the first place i got two more for you then you can run um tyron smith obviously a very big part of the cowboys offensive line avulsion fracture of the knee i looked all of these things up on the internet i'm not that smart um (laughs) and then and then Michael Thomas with the ankle. Everybody wants to know, is he coming back 100%? So just yeah. curious on, so, on those. So Tyron Smith is a brutal blow for the Cowboys. If you look at – I mean, he's – so they're – with Hall these hamstrings, he's a Hall of Famer. And, and if you look at these these hamstrings, they take a while for him to – so he's going to have surgery. The avulsion fracture basically means the muscle – it's a pretty strong muscle, so it pulled off a piece of bone. And what that means is that they're going to tack that piece of bone back down where it goes, but then they have to sort of immobilize him to keep it from pulling back off. And, uh, and then once that bone healing happens, which is about a six week turnaround, then it takes a couple months for him to get back his mobility, his strength that makes him such a good player. And uh, the explosiveness with that hamstring for a guy of his size is really kind of the key in, in getting him back to an effective point. And that's going to be a struggle. So uh, they're saying four months. I think that's a pretty realistic early timeline. What we tell most athletes is four to six. So you may see him back at the very end of this year, but it would be a surprise if he's, you know, hitting the field at hundred percent that early. Uh, and then with regards to Michael Thomas, this is one of the guys I've been high on since about this time last year when he, he had the surgery, he had some ankle ligament issues, uh, and 
the fact that they initially tried non-operative treatment and that failed, which is what caused this whole delay and why he missed all of last year. But the fact that they tried that in the first place tells you that it probably was a borderline call. It probably wasn't a drastically displaced or severe injury. And that in combination with the fact that the recovery for this surgery is around four to six months, and he's now had over double that time, tells me that he's probably pretty strongly recovered from an injury that wasn't crazy to begin with. So I think Michael Thomas, from that standpoint, is going to look great. Now, the one caveat is he's now had this hamstring strain that's come up in the preseason. And these do have a tendency to recur. Preseason hamstrings kind of tighten up and they lead to uh, more statistically more likely to miss time once the regular season starts. Wow. So even though I do expect him to be there week one, I do expect him to play well, uh, there's a good chance that he's not there for 100% of the games. But with that being said, you're getting him, if you're talking fantasy, around around six or seven, and I'm jumping all over that, kind of expecting a mid-wide receiver two from uh, Michael Thomas. I think he's going to be pretty good. Well, Deepak, I appreciate the time you've given yes. us. I know you got to run, but before, obviously – Make sure you plug, you know, where everybody can find you. And then uh, we appreciate the time, brother. Appreciate you. No doubt. Thanks, thanks for coming no on. Doubt. Anthony and CJ, this has been awesome. I love talking this stuff, so I'm happy to do it anytime. Uh, well, th- as you said, I am on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok as Sports Med Analytics, all one word. And uh, if you hit me up there, uh, we will continue the conversation. And uh, if you guys have questions or want to know about a player want to know what the injury outlooks are just fire away and we'll make it happen thank you for your time and i obviously hope to have you on again no No doubt no doubt we will uh be in touch i'm sure see you guys see you guys man thanks for coming on brother appreciate it that was great yeah that was was a great uh great interview dropped a lot of info on us man um definitely definitely gotta have him on soon definitely gotta have him on soon more often especially as the, as the season winds down, um, we get more information about just specific injuries. And this is the NFL. It's a violent sport. And, guys, it's a collision course. <laughs> and uh, I think we're, we're going to have uh, the doc on pretty pretty often this, uh, yeah. this season for sure. So thanks thanks again, Dr. Chuna, for, for stopping by and uh, looking forward to, to some more episodes with him. See, the only way I get a white jacket is if I buy one at the Halloween store, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy's big deal. Big deal, man, you know? And it's a lot of trust in that field. You got to have a lot of trust, you know, between you and, and, and the patient. Uh, I told you before I had surgery on my shoulder. Uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was scary. It was scary, definitely. Bro, you're, I, not, you're not I conscious. Got an, in I got an endoscopy. Yeah. I got an endoscopy. Just, okay. just a camera down the throat into the stomach. No, mm-hmm. it's not even a big deal. <laughs> terrified they're not even cutting me open not even cutting me open i was terrified yeah it's a yeah it's a big deal i mean you, i mean you're putting your trust in and somebody else you really you know don't know that, that 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 well um yeah so yeah when i went under the night for for my torn labrum i was just like all right let's, uh i was playing football i was playing I was first, say, I 20, yeah 2014 um yeah, it was a tackle somebody, and it was a it was a, it was a big hit. But you know, I ended up getting the the, the worst the worst end of it. And um, you know, I, for a while, I really didn't even get 
get surgery on it because it just it felt better. And I felt, but it was just temporary. And then after a while, it started to wear down. When I got an MRI, it was like completely separated from um, from the joint. So I had to go get a get a surgery there. But um, yeah, it was it's scary. It's scary, definitely for sure. I mean, you're not conscious, and somebody's working on your body. You know, you you know. But woke up, everything was good. But yeah, it's uh it's a big deal. Those injuries are nothing to play with. No, that is uh, it certainly is not. Certainly is not. So yeah, um, what? Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So I guess I guess we're gonna. So today, today, guys, we're gonna talk about the NFC East and the West. Um, we we really we covered everything in the AFC, um, and got everything covered. Talked about all the storylines. But before that, I actually want to get into the NFL Top 100. It's completely out now. Uh, 100 to one. Uh, Tom Brady was the uh, was voted the number one player in the NFL last year. How's it going, man? Thanks for stopping by. Dean. Appreciate you, you brother. I appreciate it as always. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, Tom Brady, TB12, 45-year-old senior citizen, <laughs> ranked the number one player in the NFL. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I'm going to pull up the top 10, and we could kind of go through it before we dive into these divisions. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I was surprised. I, I thought, listen, I thought Brady should have won MVP last year. I said that. Um, but record, yes, it is on record. I, I but they gave it to Rodgers. I I thought that that meant he would just get number one kind of automatically. Um, Aaron Donald's always in the running. He's probably the def- best defensive. Come on, not probably. Probably there is the best defensive player in the league. Probably the goat defensive tackle already. Um, so he's always in the running. I I honestly, I thought that I thought Brady was going to be like five. I thought that they were going to end up putting Cup above him. I thought that they would put Rodgers above him. I thought that they would put um, Donald above him. And then I thought there was a possibility of them putting uh, Jonathan Taylor above him. I thought there was a possibility just because his season was unbelievable. But, hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> ain't complaining that my boy's number one again. Now yeah, I'm not surprised. Actually, speaking of that, hold on. Are you, are you back on the screen? Uh, not yet. Oh, I got to show you, you my got? brand new yeah. wallpaper, bro. Look at this. Oh, come on, focus. You kind of you can kind of see it. it up. Okay, yes, that's double yeah. double Tom. Yeah, double Tom. The Super Bowls in the background, and then up at the goat right there. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I got the. Uh, I found it on Twitter. Found it on Twitter. Okay, yeah, I got a uh, I got a TB shirt. It says. It says Tom, Tom, I think it's Tom knows bowls or Tom knows rings, something like that. And it's like got all the seven rings at the bottom. And then it has each stage of Tom. Next next week, I, I'll show it. It's, in, it's somewhere in my dresser right now. I'm not trying to get up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a classic, classic Tom, a uh, little graphic tee. It, it, go, it goes hard. Definitely plan on rocking that full time, you know, put a little, you know, a little pea coat looking, looking lit. Huh? <laughs> Comes on. Uh yeah yeah occasionally I kind of I kind of retired from the Tim's game but yeah I'm not gonna I, I, lie I'm not gonna lie never owned a pair yeah I mean it's I mean it's it's, it's kind it's of like, a New York sin it's kind of a New York sin by me a li- yeah a little bit a little bit never never owned a pair but I mean it's not I feel like yeah Tim's and ups are definitely like you know essentials for a New Yorker when it comes to footwear but. Uh, yeah, just I mean, get a, a couple pair. You gotta get a pair of butters one time, man. I'm telling you, the yetters, come on. Yeah, yeah, gotta get, gotta get a pair of yetters, man. But TB, no surprise, no surprise. In my opinion, 
Uh, we did the little tier. We did. We were reacting to uh, Nick Nick Wright's tier yeah. list, and he had I forgot where he had time. He had time somewhere like four or five. I mean, walk walking blasphemy. And he and I, I felt like Tom's the best quarterback in the league. I still feel like he's the best quarterback in the league until he retires. I don't see anyone better than him, in my opinion. Now, sure, Mahomes is excellent. He's done phenomenal things in his first five years in the NFL. Josh Allen's right there. Aaron Rodgers speaks for himself in the regular season in terms of the MVPs that he's, you know, accumulated on his shelf. But when it comes to everything, there's no one better. There's no one better. Surgical, um, from in, in the pocket, surgical, pre-snap, post-snap, arm strength still is at, at an elite level. And then the intangibles. The intangibles are just, it's untouchable. It's untouchable when it comes to intangibles. Guys want to play for him. Guys made a, a boatload of money. He's had the more success than any other NFL player in NFL history. And he plays Did like you find a list, by the way? Oh, yeah, I'm looking for I'm looking for it now. I'm going to crazy. I got, I got one right here. <laughs> oh, you got a list. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's just the names. Okay. But there's no, you know, no fancy graphics. But uh, okay. here, how about this? How about, what, what you want the, just the top 10 you want to, or you want to go down the list a little bit maybe? Uh, I mean, hey, it's on it's on you, man. I mean, we could we could we could dive into some of the, some of the other players. Uh, top ten to me, you know, rank you know, uh, number wise in terms right, of ranking. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start at this, CJ. I'm gonna start at fifteen. Okay. How's that sound? Uh, maybe I'll start at twenty. Start at twenty because right. I feel like me and Josh talked about this yesterday. There were some things that I was a little, uh, hey, you know, you know how I am. <laughs> start at 20 jc jackson probably i don't listen i don't i don't i'm not mad at this he's probably the second best corner in the league last year maybe the best possibly up there yeah definitely no doubt top five for sure i thought they would give debo more love for playing the two positions but i'm also not mad at him at 19 because Man, I don't know if I'll be wrong in saying this. I like Debo. I think he's very good. Yeah. But I don't think he's a top, like, I don't even think he's a top eight wide receiver. And then he's definitely not a top five running back or anything like that. But combined, it's something that nobody else does. It's kind of like the that Otani effect almost, except if he mm. played, you know, offense and defense. But – but you the putting them putting him together at those two positions, I think he's unbelievable. But like, am I wrong saying I don't think he's like a top eight, ten receiver, and then definitely not a top like five, eight, ten running back? No, I don't think you're wrong. Listen, he's he's a he's a top. I would say he's a top three weapon in the yes. NFL, yes. Like offensive weapon. Um, just because of all the things you just alluded to in terms of the versatility and how you know he could play, he could be in the backfield and and make an impact just like if he was on the outside running routes and creating catches. The the yak, the yards after the catch, I mean, it's right up there with Cooper Cup in terms of, uh, you know, just continuing to go downfield after getting the reception. Just it just it makes the offense so much more fluid, so much more dangerous. Top eight. Top eight seems fair to me. You know, he didn't have Cup, Tay type numbers. But um, I think this year, if, if Lance is what everybody is expecting him to be, in terms of the ability to throw the football down the field and having a stronger arm than a guy like Garoppolo that we talked about with Deepak, uh, you know, maybe those numbers go up and he's getting into that top five. But top eight is it's really 
everybody in that top eight probably it's outside subjective. from uh, yeah from I'll probably I'll say from three from three to eight it's it's very it's very subjective. Uh, I think Tay and Cup have solidified themselves as you know one A one B um, coming after after the, after the year that they had last year. But yeah, everybody else it's it's definitely debatable. So yeah, I mean you're not you're not you're not crazy for for that take. Um, Shaq Leonard eighteen, I think is the him and him and Fred Warner to me are are the best linebackers in the league. Um, I know Bobby Wagner still lives, but it's not the same as he was. You know, if this is four years ago, the man was blowing people out of the water. Him and Luke Keekley were yes, he was. dogs. Um, but special man, what a golden age of linebackers that was, by the way. And- Luke Keekley and, and Bob and Bobby Wagner at the same time. I mean, they were animals on the field. Sure. Yes, they were. Um, so I don't have a problem with him at 18. Justin Jefferson at 17, a little surprised. Thought he'd be higher. I'm not going to lie. Okay, and, uh, and this is where I kind of get in trouble and get called a hater. Tyreek Hill's 15. I, I would swap him. You would you would swap him with? With Tyreek Trent, Will- Trent Williams? No, I oh, would. Oh, Justin Jefferson. No, okay. Justin Jefferson, I would swap with. I, I, would, I would rank Justin Jefferson higher than him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's the same thing. It's like it's the same thing with with, with the Debo discussion, bro. I mean, um, both guys electric at what they do. Uh, Tyreek man is just he he just has you know game video game type speed, man, and uh, yeah, he, he could just he can really take take a game to take take a game over. That I mean, yeah. he, that 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 Buffalo Bills game, sixty seven yards to the crib off a slant. I, I, I mean, it's only it's, I don't think there's any. Maybe Chase, probably the only guy, maybe that yeah. can do that. Uh, it's only but one or two guys that can really, you know, duplicate that type of play. So he he's just he's special, man. He's special. So you know, eighteen, you know, just uh, JJ Jets is seventeen, Tyreek is fifteen. Uh, you know, that's that seems fair. Vic was good. So the Jets are keeping Mike White over uh, Striver lip Striver lighter. Why must I like. suffer? Yeah, it's, yeah, his name is, is weird to pronounce. Why must I suffer, Donnie C and King James? <laughs> blah blah. blah. <laughs> Um, yeah, CJ, I, mean, I want to hold CJ. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I want to hold that conversation because I got some. We talked about the preseason, I and how I think it's absolutely useless. I want to hold that conversation to keep it Mike White over them just for a little after after this because I want to actually get yeah. in. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Um, I skipped over Mike Parsons at 16. I mean, he was an unbelievable rookie last year. 16's I'm not mad. I think it might be a little, little high, maybe. Think so? I think a little. Talking about well, last year when we were we were diving in, it was like maybe you know week thirteen, week fourteen, week twelve around there. We were talking about TJ Watt and him, yeah. TJ Watt and Miles Garrett, yeah. Those three guys. It was it was like you know who's going to win Defensive Player of the Year and he won Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, So he's he's special, bro. He's special and. There's you know there's the discussions of whether or not he should be just an edge rusher or or or, or Mike we, we talked about we talked exactly I know I figured we, we talked about that also as well I feel like he sh- he should be able to do it all and make an impact on the field everywhere I think it'll show his impact and he's gonna get more money that way <laughs> if he's getting you, you know that, twelve uh, and a half sacks and one hundred and forty tackles <laughs> as opposed to you, just you know thirty tackles and sixteen sacks you see that he's gonna be on uh. On undisputed every Tuesday. I did see that. I did see that. That's did you, gonna be. Whoo, did you also, they start losing? <laughs> oh my god! 
Did you also see Pat McAfee talk about that? I didn't see that. I'm gonna check that out after the show. They they were being like passive aggressive, and it was funny (laughs) because because when when Undisputed made the announcement, they were like in unprecedented that a that a current player is going to be on a show every week like not hasn't happened before right, okay right <laughs> and they've had and they had Aaron Rodgers the last two seasons yeah. and they were and they were like they were like man this is unprecedented and I mean they're like we just can't believe that somebody can actually do this they're like I wish we could do that and they were yeah, like <laughs> Those guys uh, are hilarious. Those guys are hilarious, man. The best decision I made was stopping, stop watching literally everything else. I, I, I literally watched them twelve to three, and then they carry me into the Michael K show, which I'm never giving up. So, best decision I made was starting to watch them because they know what they're talking about with football wise and things like that. But it's just pure comedy. Like, listen, if you want nose to the to the locker reporting. Listen, Pat McAfee, probably not for you. But even then, they have Rappaport on every week. They got they had they had Mike Lombardi on today talking about things. So I mean it's uh, best decision I made. Anyway, yeah the, be- the beauty of, yeah the beauty of Pat is like he's funny and funny, he, he brings a different style and of course his his crew is uh, also has a high personality but he's a great interviewer as well. That that's the bro, one right there that, that puts him unbelievable in that tier, bro. That's what puts him in that tier. And I mean, you look at Howard Stern, you look at these guys, these legends uh, that have been behind the mic for so long. That's why they've been able to stay for so long is because of the ability to interview. And uh, he's, gonna, he's gonna be here for a while, bro. So I saw, he, I started. Good. That was the other thing I started listening to. Uh, the Pivot, Ryan. The pivot, yeah, yeah. Those guys are good I, too. Yeah, bro, they are great. I mean, I'm I'm catching up. So you know, I've watched some old episodes that. You know, aren't relevant now. But I just watched um, I just watched the one that they had with Alex Rodriguez. I mean, yep. it was like it was like a master class in business, and I was like, this is unbelievable. Um, for free, yeah, yeah for free. Um, <laughs> Trent Williams is is, it's not even like not even close to me. Not even close. Yep. The best tackle in the league. So him at fourteen, honestly, you could have put him top ten. And I'm not mad at it because. I mean, the blocks that this dude lays out, by the way, cancer survivor. You're right. Yeah. Which is, again, Washington. I just, yeah. You know, just real Washington quick. You know, with that, yeah. Why, why, it's just that, uh, that organization, man, it's just, it's just, I don't feel, I don't, I don't feel like a lot of, I don't feel like a lot of people are talking about this. I, I just felt it's just getting, it's just getting swept under the rug. You know, we talk about, oh, yeah. we talk about number four and what he did and, and, you know, we talk about some of these other things, but I mean, they they've been they've been it's been dysfunctional for what since Snyder owned the team. Like, I mean, it's been I, I it just never, the I most functional year they ever had was RG three for one season. Rookie. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, other than that, it. it's it's it's. I mean, it's a mess. Yeah. CJ, you know what I'm gonna say. You know what I'm gonna say. Oh, Josh. Yeah, I, I thought he would be top ten. I thought he was gonna be top 13. ten, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just, I, and this ended, ended doing this after the season. You know, this I, I think I believe this is after the postseason. So, um, I thought he'd be a top ten player just just because of how he played and, you know, he was their best running threat and passing threat in Buffalo last most, year. Mo- had had the most total touchdowns in the league. Yeah, I, I was shocked by that. Listen, Derrick Henry. We we talked about we talked about Henry too, and uh, he could have you know broke Eric Dickerson's single season record. Oh, Adrian, oh yeah, yeah, Eric Dickerson's single season record. 
Um, and Miles Garrett is special too, but I thought that, I thought Allen be up there, but I, I like the parody, bro. I don't I like the I don't want to have you know a top ten and players in the and, and in then the NFL. Just like yeah, it's like eight quarterbacks. Like you know, it's you spice it up a little bit. Um, we'll go into that top ten. And oh, hold on, let's get this BS out of the way, and then you got to scroll back down. Oh yeah. Okay, there's the top ten right there. Travis Kelsey brings it in at 10. Listen, I've fought for a long time for George Kittle. Can't do it no more. Can't do it. Travis Kelsey is a thousand yards walking, probably five or more touchdowns walking. I think he has the most receiving leagues or receiving leagues, receiving yards in the league over the past however many years. I mean, he's just, he's unbelievable. He's at, he is unbelievable. So him being number 10, I'm, I'm once again not mad at it. Um Jalen Ramsey, best corner in the league, number nine. You're not getting an argument for me again. Mahomes at eight. Obviously, people are going to think that he should be higher. Um, they started off a little tough. So yeah. I guess you, you put that into account, obviously. Well, it's eight. It's eight. Like, yeah. Like, no, but like, listen, you're going to have people. I mean, listen, Brady at one, everybody's like, are you kidding me? Like, how? Whatever. Um a little, so I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Devontae at seven, I thought he would be a little higher as well. Thought he, I thought he would crack the top five. But I mean, this top six is just you have. Let's go with number six. You have the defensive player of the year uh, at, at six. Should be back to back, but you know, yeah, should have been. You have Jonathan Taylor, who was head and shoulders the best running back in the league. Should have got MVP votes in my. In my eyes, yeah, for sure. You have you have Cooper Cup, who was the first wide receiver to get an MVP vote since Randy Moss in that 07 season. <laughs> won, won won the triple crown. Um, you have Rodgers, back to back MVP. Aaron Donald, you know, kind of gets the Jordan treatment that we're almost Jordan Brady treatment. Where we're almost like, well, yeah, it's Aaron Donald. Obviously, he should do that. No, he should not do that. He's a defensive tackle. You idiots. It's unbelievable what he's doing. It's disgusting what he's doing. Um, it's crazy. And then the go to number one, who had what? The, I think it was the most passing yards in the league, uh, had the most like air distance in the league. I, I mean, so I, I, honestly, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've seen some pretty trash lists come out from the from this top 100 list because let's be real here and Pete and former players say it all the time so this isn't just me thinking it they don't really care about these lists like they fill them out and then they're like yeah here sure take it or or I've literally heard that um they've had like their assistants or the or the uh ball boy fill out the list for them so you know they're definitely not taking this list as the most serious thing ever but hey whatever ball boy they handed their slip to did a pretty damn good job it's a pretty good list it's a great list. It's a great list again. Uh, just running it back, Kelsey. Uh, I mean, it speaks for itself. It speaks for itself what he's done in the last six years or so at the tight end position. Him and Gronk uh, over the last decade. It, there's there's no one there's no one better than those guys. And Kelsey, the yards after the catch, man. It's just the route running is so crisp. Just too elite. Uh, Ramsey. Yeah, I mean, people people people. I think kind of. Look at him differently because of Chase and how Chase, but it's Jamar Chase. It's, it's not like he was getting burned by a scrub. You know what I mean? It's like a four-string wide receiver. It's one of the best young receivers we've seen ever. Ever. So, yeah. So, 
I mean, it's not, not nothing to, you know, get. And then the touchdown on Mike, Mike Evans, again, one of the most underrated wide receivers in NFL history. Um, Pat, yeah, Pat at eight is cool. Pat at eight is cool. Uh, again, he still had a great year. They were three and two. They were able to, you know, weather the storm, get right. Uh, there was definitely some discussions and how, how they were going to play. They, they fixed that O-line a little bit. And he got he got on track and had a great game in, in that division around against Buffalo. And they, they fell short against Burrow and the guys, but uh, still a top 10 player, no doubt about it. No one has ever would ever say anything other, otherwise. Tay, Tay's elite. Tay's elite. And I think some people think he might take a, a step back this year because he's not, he's not playing with I say I don't understand that yeah. either? I, I don't understand it because he's the, the clear number I, one on a good offense. Yes. And yes, and here's the other thing. Who 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 else did you have to worry about in Green Bay? And he still put up those numbers. Yes. Now he's going to the Raiders with Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. You don't think he's going to get less double coverage? What are you going to do? Double cover him? Leave Renfro on an island to just absolutely destroy your slot corner and then leave the middle of the field open for Darren Waller? Exactly. Exactly. And and the key thing is his relationship with Carr is it's probably right right it's probably better than it is with Rodgers just because of how you know they they came up together and playing college football um so and they train in the offseason so that chemistry is there it'd be different if he went to a team where he didn't have the type of chemistry with the quarterback but he has that chemistry with him uh so I think he's going to be fine he had a phenomenal year last year TJ Watt should have been back to back like I said earlier he's an excellent he's an excellent pass rusher run stop run stuffer him and his brother man what they've done in the last decade at that position or on that defensive line is just uh, something, something, you know, you could write a movie about for sure. I mean, those guys are what the hell they fed them, but yeah, their parents, yeah, their parents, their parents and God, man, definitely. (laughs) You know, they, they they still three, three kids in the NFL because Derek Watt tied it. Yeah. 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 They're, they're cream of the crop when it comes to a football family. They're, they're, they're elite. Jonathan Taylor, 1800 rushing yards. I mean, it's, uh, He's 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 a he's a beast. He's a beast. He has the strength like like Henry, and then he has the speed like a guy like Dalvin Cook. So he's just yeah. he's a complete running back, and it, it's tough to stop him. Obviously, we were covering that game against the Colts, and he, you know he took one seventy for the dagger. I uh, think about that one all the time. Actually, I watched I watched the top this top ten on YouTube. Um, this this was pretty good. Listening to the guys talk about these players, and uh, I think it was it was definitely it's it's insightful. It's, it brings a different type of element. You're not just watching these talking heads every day on TV talking about these guys. You're getting a perspective from the players, guys that are in the trenches. They watch film on these guys and game plan for these guys or teammates of these players. So I think it's definitely a great insight in how some of these guys think about their peers. Cooper Cup, I, I mean, I just it's the it's the best season I've seen from a player, not just a wide receiver, from a player ever. I, I just – Triple crown and then the play. I mean, he just from from game one to game nineteen, it was just excellence. I mean, Super Bowl not, MVP, Super Bowl MVP, and it's just he didn't he didn't. It was no drop off at any point during the season at all. He got better in the playoffs. Him and Stafford. I mean, for them, their chemistry, for them, for it to be that crisp in just one season, it's it's it just speaks to the, the amount of work they put in throughout the season, the off season. Uh, that that's going to be a duo where I'm going to be watching for for years to come. I think that could be a special duo if those guys continue to stay healthy. Aaron Rodgers, uh, we know we know the postseason woes, and, and we know obviously that that's going to be something. But he's still one of the most talented quarterbacks who's ever this this league has ever seen. He's an elite player, and I think I think it would be 
it would be nice to see him get one more, you know, kind of shut some people up and get one more Super Bowl. Uh, because everything else, everything else he's done is is, is pretty is, is elite. Uh, he was just on the Joe Rogan podcast. I'm gonna check that out um, this week and see what he was talking about in terms. Of about 45 minutes into that. Oh, you're 45. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So yeah, maybe next week we could uh we could uh, well maybe or maybe a couple because we we we're diving into week one next week, but God, maybe down I, the road. The fact, yeah. CJ, that we get to make NFL predictions on this show next yeah. week, Finally, the excitement right? is just is 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 unbelievable. I'm with, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you, man. Um, I'm excited. Aaron Donald, yep, cup win. DK smash brother bananas. He went crazy. He went crazy, but I agree. Aaron Donald, uh, that Aaron Donald video, it was, it was I think it's around six minutes or so. Man, I mean, I gotta you, check that. Out. I didn't see. Yeah, this. if you, it's just. Listen, it just, just, it just felt, it just did something, man. It did something to you. If you, if you, even if you never played football, you just want to go out there and just hit somebody real fast. Watching <laughs> that video, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was intense. You know, just him talking to his team, getting his team riled up, and then him at the end, him and Andrew Whitworth when they when they won the bowl, and 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 just you know them being emotional after winning the Super Bowl, and him telling him to look up, look at the confetti, Super Bowl champions. That was that was a, that was a big moment. That was a pretty good video. That was one of the best one of the best videos I saw out of this top ten. And then Tom, it was Tom was a calm nine minute one, and it's just, I think some some of the guys thought he was probably gonna walk away, and then obviously we know he came back, but I, I mean it's just the guy the guy is so elite, bro. He's so elite, and obviously you know this as well. But and this was what I was saying earlier: the intangibles, the intangibles, man. That's that's really what it is with Tom. It's the ability is there, of course, but when it comes to galvanizing. 52 other guys every Sunday to, you know, to play for you. He plays like he's trying to make the team every week. And he got, he has over half a billion dollars in his bank account. <laughs> it's crazy. And he's going to have another 350 when he retires. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to, yeah. He's going to touch, he's going to touch a Billy. I'm pretty sure he'll touch a Billy before 50. No doubt. So um, CJ, I looked it up real quick. Yeah. Just because, you know, Cooper Cup's worst game last year. Five catches for 64 yards. That's not even a bad game. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's stuff for me to even say, like, that's a bad because I don't know what happened in the game and context. So for that, just the one, okay, that one subpar game out of 18. CJ, listen to his first three weeks of the season. He went (laughs) seven for 108 with a touchdown, nine for 163 with two, and then nine for 96 with two. His first three games of the year. And then after after that bad game of five for sixty four, went seven for ninety two, then went nine for one thirty with two, then went ten for one fifty six with two, seven for one fifteen with one. I mean, Jesus! So elite player, and the thing I like about Cup and is also Sean McVay. Sean McVay is an extremely smart, smart head coach. He knows I'm not just going to put this guy on one side of the field for sixty minutes. And just have him run a plethora of routes. I'm gonna put him on oh. dif- different spots of the field, create mismatches to where defenses have to either shift to him, regardless of where he's at, and that opens up other passing opportunities and receiving opportunities for his for his teammates. And if you don't do that, then you're gonna get you're gonna get cooked. <laughs> you, put I mean, so, Cop, you put Cooper Cup in the slot in the slot, and he and slot. they did. Yeah, put did. him in the slot. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then okay, what you're gonna do? You're gonna put your best. You're gonna put your best corner in the slot. So then now you have your third best guy on the outside, which is not a which is he's something he's not familiar with. 
So the fact that they got Allen Robinson this year is disgusting, by the way. That is just – I could throw up right now thinking about it. It is. I'm happy for him. He's finally here. Finally has a, a good quarterback in his career. Um, so, you know, he should ball out. He should definitely be balling out um, this, this upcoming season. It was it was certainly tough. It was certainly tough for him for a long time. Yeah, Zachy. Yo. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Appreciate you stopping by, man. Like and subscribe. Hit that like and subscribe for on YouTube, guys. Hit that notification bell for the next time we go live. Again, reminder, we're going to remind you guys at the end of the show, Tuesday, next Tuesday, I'm kind of having a, a – I want to say a panel. A panel, we're going to have some – Yeah, we're having a panel. With, with, with our guys, with our colleagues, with the Unwrapped Sports Network, diving into week one of the NFL season. Make sure you guys check that out. Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, going to be a big show. Definitely looking forward for you guys stopping by and chopping it up. Of course, of course. Um all right, you want to go into these divisions? Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's uh let's let's go right right to the Super Bowl champions, man. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, one of the best teams in the NFL, definitely right up there again this year coming up. I, I think they're going to continue to be great. Uh, I don't see that much of a drop off. You just talked about how they brought in Allen Robinson. Uh, I'm just gonna close this out real. Here we go. Uh, so yes, uh, they, they're ranked the number four team in the league from teamrankings.com. Shout out teamrankings.com. Do a good job in terms of getting stats together, um, on this website. So yeah, they're, they're ranked number four in the league. I would say top one or top two. They're in the NFC. Yeah. Well, I think it's Buffalo, Tampa Bay. Um, I'm blanking on the third team, but yeah. Is it the Chargers? It, it could it could be it could be I don't I don't that, that'd be a little that'd be shocking to me that they, they'd have Los Angeles over <laughs> the reigning champs but um I'm just I, trying I'd have to check that four. out wow I thought they'd at least be two yeah. um yeah what's your thoughts on this team man I mean they you know F them picks that was the motto they brought in Stafford and from from Detroit and he he came up there won a Super Bowl in their in their home their home arena just like how Tampa Bay did the year prior and I, you know, I don't, I don't see, I don't see them falling off in any time soon. Now Stafford, Ow. we should, we should have talked, to, we should have talked to D back a little bit. I forgot about Stafford with the elbow. I did too. Yeah, that, that was a little of a concern um, at, at the start of camp, and we'll see how that plays out going forward. But yeah, what's your thoughts on on the Rams, and, and do you think that they can repeat? I mean, the the team is repulsively good. Like you have Stafford, who I'll go. To war with as a top 10 quarterback. I don't know how people can still sit here and say that he's not. And also, you got to think about it. He threw quite a lot of interceptions last year. He might have led the league in interceptions. I don't think that happens again. So imagine he puts up the, the 30 plus, 40 plus touchdowns he puts up, you know, with without leading the league in interceptions. So they, they can get better, and they did get better because, like we just said, you sign Allen Robinson to be your number two wide receiver who, let's be real, his entire career has been a number one. He was just a number one with Chicago until last year when they literally just forgot that he was on the offense and Justin Fields also had absolutely zero time to throw the ball, so they couldn't get it to him. But you're putting him in an offense that has the reigning triple crown winner at, on the other side of him? Who's covering Allen Robinson? Because you know everybody is is terrified of Cup now, and we and we even saw when Odell got there made things a little bit easier. They got they got Allen Robinson the whole year now, and 
everybody, I know everybody's recruiting him, but Odell might come back to the Rams. So you have Allen Robinson. Cam Akers is going to be back for the full year. Now, we, now like you said, we talked to Deepak and got a little worse after he came back. Um, but hopefully he finds that explosiveness again and gets back to his old self. Um, and then you just casually go over to the defense who has, like we just said, probably the greatest defensive tackle of all time, the best corner in the league, and then you add a Hall of Fame linebacker in Bobby Wagner. Now, is Bobby Wagner the the same player he used to be? No, not no, he's not. Now, is is that a bad thing? No, because even if he's CJ, give me seventy percent of him. That's better than a lot of people. Plus, you don't think the people around him are going to get better? That's a smart dude. He you don't, you don't get to that elite level that he was. You know, number one, number two linebacker in the league for a long time if you don't know exactly what you're doing. So he automatically makes everybody better just because of how good he was and probably the film study and everything that he puts into the game. So you add Allen Robinson, you get another year of, I don't know how the connection can get better, but of, of Cup and Stafford and then Bobby Wagner, and you, it's – they're unbelievable. Like this – you, you know, everybody worries about the Super Bowl hangover and this and that. If there's a team that's going to repeat since since the Pats did it, it's got to be this one. Because, I mean, you win the Super Bowl, you usually start losing people. They kept everybody and got better. Yeah, they're, they're a powerhouse in, in the NFL. This is a big game. Week one against Buffalo. I can't wait for this game. It's in oh, nine days. We've yeah. been saying this at, at nauseum over the last couple of weeks, but that's going to be a big time game. You got two of the best teams in the NFL. Big test to start the season for both squads. It's at SoFi, so they're going get, to get the home field advantage. They're they're an elite team. They're an elite team. They have everything in place to to repeat. I agree. It's going to be very tough. We haven't seen a team repeat in almost twenty years. So it's definitely a tough thing to do in the NFL. Injuries play a factor. Teams that we don't expect to be good to start the season are are good and, and become a threat. So there's, there's a lot of factors into why teams don't repeat. It's a very difficult task, but if there was any team that could do it, they're definitely one of those teams. Defensively, they have three Hall of Famers on all three levels of the defense. That's... You, not a lot of teams can say that. Not a lot of teams nope. can say that. Uh, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and now you add Bobby Wagner right there in the middle of that field at, at backer. It's it's definitely it's 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 a game it's a game changer. It's a game changer for for the Rams offensively. Cam Akers would like to see him become be hundred percent and and play like that top back that uh, we we saw him play at times. He struggled with the fumbles in that in that Buccaneers game. Which yep. is one of the reasons why Tampa Bay was would have the ability to come back and make it very interesting until uh, Stafford and Cup uh, made magic in the fourth. But I want to see him get back get get back to the swing of things because even though yes they you know, they had a great passing season with Cup and with Stafford, it's still in the roots of McVay to run the ball, continue to be aggressive at the point of attack, have an athletic offensive line. I want to see who's going to be that guy on the left tackle 
uh, to, re to replace a guy like Andrew Withworth, not even from a talent standpoint, but also from a leadership standpoint and everything that he brought. Um, Walter Payton, man of the year last year. That's going to be something I'm, I'm going to be looking at when it comes to Los Angeles, that offensive line. Wide receivers, Van Jefferson, want to see if he could, see if he could take that step and be solidify himself as that number three guy. Or maybe we see uh, maybe we see Odell, uh, an Odell reunion in, in mid-December in mid after he's, you know, officially ready to go in 100% after tearing his ACL in the Super Bowl. So I just think this team is stacked. The division is still competitive, very competitive. The 49ers aren't going anywhere. They still have a really good record against, against the Rams, despite being able to get over the hump last year. The Cardinals still have an extremely talented uh, quarterback in Kyler Murray. They have some talented guys on that team, not just Kyler, D-Hop. When D-Hop comes back from his suspension, um, J.J. Watt's still there. If he could either get back to 100% and then continue to play at a high level, we haven't seen that as late, but it's very possible maybe he could get to that if he stays healthy. They have some Buda Baker. They have some guys on that team. So it's going to be – it's not going to be an easy road, but I think they have everything in place to continue to be great and be successful, and I think they're definitely going to be one of these top teams uh, when it's all said and done. That week – that – Listen, we've seen some pretty good games. Like last year, kick off the season, the Bucks and the Cowboys was unexpectedly very good to me. Mm. But this Buffalo Ram game, see that this has this has game of the year potential. Week yes. one of the season, right away, out the gate, out the gate. Yeah, I'll tell you, the NFL. There's a lot of things that I look at for certain certain sports that, like, why would you schedule that, like. Sunday night baseball during the baseball season, like they put some matchups up there that I'm just like, nobody, listen, nobody's watching this. Like the Field of Dreams game this year, they're a little special thing. The Cubs and the Reds, they're terrible, both of them. Absolutely awful. The NFL is so good with their scheduling. Like, and even, and, and you noticed it, CJ, the Thursday night games this year are ridiculous. Hmm, I wonder why. Maybe because it's the first year on Amazon Prime. So they want to give them amazing games, get all of their money, and be like, see, this, this is what you could have with us. And then, you know, maybe three years later, it's back to, you know, Jets, Jags. And you got a, and you got a heavy hitter announcing the games, man. Al, Al, Al Michaels. Michaels. Yeah, Al Michael, Kirk Hershey, he's, he's cool. He's cool. Um, Did you catch them? Did you see them do the preseason game? I saw I saw a little bit of it. I saw a little bit of it. I, I wasn't because I, I didn't see a, a second, not one minute of it. It was good. It was good. Obviously, they got you know they have some some things they got to work on. It's they're they're a new duo, but Al Michaels is a legend, man. He's a legend, and I, Kirk Kirk is pretty. He was pretty great, pretty great in college college football. I was a fan. Him and him on ABC, I believe it was him and I want to say Fowler or Reese Davis might have been it might have been Jim Fowler. But, yeah, he did a great job, and now he's transitioning to the NFL. I think he did an NFL game on ESPN last year. And I was like, oh, okay, he's doing some NFL games now. And then we ultimately saw the transition to um, that being more of a, a constant for him. But, yeah, they, they were cool. They were cool. So, yeah, I'm right with you. That's smart. You have to do that. You know, you're, you know, inaugurating NFL Thursday Night Football with Amazon Prime. You got to have some some heavy hitters um, on, on that schedule. So it definitely makes Chargers, sense. Chargers, Chiefs. Bills, Pats late in the year. I mean, they loaded them. They, yeah, they're they're loaded. These first, these first five, these first four, these first five games for the Rams, pretty tough. Yes. Pretty tough. Yeah, Buffalo out the gate. Yeah, yeah. Besides Atlanta, yeah, Buffalo out the gate. 
Atlanta, Arizona, San Fran, and Dallas. Uh, th- that's uh, those are those are tough games. Those aren't blowout type games, other than Atlanta. So, great games. We got. I think <laughs> it's especially be especially the fact that they have to go to Arizona and go to San Francisco. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I know I know those guys over there in Arizona gotta have something in their chest and something to prove after that wild card especially game. Kyler. Yeah, of course. I mean, if it, you know, has to be. They have to come out and play better just to set a statement. And and in the regular season last year, they blasted the Rams the first game. Yeah. We were like, we were like, whoa, what's what's going on? Like, damn, the, the Cardinals might be that yeah. team. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, they were good. They put forty on those guys. So that's that's a game definitely that's going to be circled um, on on the calendar for the Cardinals. San Fran, we know about this rivalry already over the last couple of years. Six and zero, six and zero, until until that game. Um, in the playoffs, they had yep. they were on a six game win streak against the Rams with Crazy. Garoppolo. Sometimes not even Garoppolo. So yeah, I think they won a game with Nick Mullins. <laughs> yes, yes they did. So now we got Lance versus Stafford. So and and then McVay versus and McVay and and Shanahan. That's it's it's a great rivalry. It's a great rivalry for sure in that division and in that conference. And Dallas, listen, uh, they're not. They're not this. I don't think they have the same type of team that they had last year, but they're still they're still a really good team. They're still a really good team. We're gonna talk about them in a little bit, but they're still really. And I think that's gonna that's gonna be a tough game. That's gonna be a tough game. Um, so out, out the gate, first five games definitely gonna be interesting. Definitely heavy hitters. Carolina, San Fran again. So they got San Fran pretty early twice to start the season. Then San Fran and Tampa Bay, Arizona again. This this right here is this this these that's next five. Yeah, this this next right here is is a gauntlet. You got San Fran, Tampa Bay, Arizona, New Orleans, and Kansas City. So, this and, is, you're, <laughs> and you're in New Orleans, in Kansas City. Yes, and in <laughs> Tampa. Oh, geez. so so yeah, this uh, is what I'm saying. It's very tough to is this tough to go back to back, man. It's tough to go back to back. And it then is. even after that, I mean, you play Seattle. Yeah, obviously you win. Vegas, Green Bay, Denver Chargers, and then Seattle again. They're that is schedule. that is a tough schedule. The tough their schedule is tough that, as hell, man. Jesus. Yeah. That that's got there's no way that's not the hardest schedule in the league. I mean, it gets weighed down oh. very much by Seattle, but yeah, yeah. And that's just because that's that's their division. Other than Seattle and what Carolina and Atlanta, every other game is Pretty competitive. That is, that <laughs> Every is other game is pretty competitive, man. So yeah, these. these I mean, if if you're a Rams fan, I mean, get get ready for some for some great games. Just get ready for some great games this season. If you're a Rams fan, man, uh, shout out Christian, man. He's he, I feel like he's going to be glued to the so TV. The Rams have the second hardest schedule in the league. The the Chiefs have number one. Makes sense <laughs> for every for everything we talked about. According to a sharp football analysis, okay, so, Giants have the easiest schedule. Whatever that, I mean, can't be easy. I mean, that's, even if it's easy, I don't see them still. Oh, no. a lot they're of they're still yeah. terrible. I mean, but yeah, this this right here is uh, this is this is going to be this is going to be a great great season um, of football and a great set of games. For the Rams and and I'm looking forward, man. How, how many how many wins we see right here on this on this uh this list right here, man? 
Man. I'm gonna say ten. I, I'm gonna I, say eleven. I'm gonna say eleven. I have them. I have them beating Buffalo Week One, which I had gone back and forth with a lot, just because they're at home unveiling, you know, that nice new banner. Um, I think they beat Atlanta. Obviously, man, I probably split with Arizona. I think they split San Francisco. Probably beat New Orleans. They kill Seattle both games. Yeah, I'm probably there with you. 11, 10, I mean, 11, yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, this is tough. You figure that they're going to win some of these games that are difficult anyway. Like on paper, obviously, we're, you know, it's questionable, but you assume that they win a game like, like Vegas is at home. So probably, you probably get the edge there and get a win. Uh, Denver's at home, you might get the edge there. So, I mean, the Chargers is technically away, but it's at home. So, you know, I'm 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 right there with you. Ten sounds about right, or 10, 11, 12 sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm I agree. And again, last year, throughout the season, no one was really saying this was a you know a pop, no one was saying they were going to be a favorite to go to the bowl. Throughout, I think at the, the end of the, at the end of the year it started to click a lot. So, so, yeah, towards the end of the year, yes. But even they, they had lost that game to San Fran, and people were like, you know, what can they can they beat? Can McVeigh beat Shanahan? That, that that question was still out there. Uh, I believe they lost to. I want to say they lost to Green Bay, uh, in in Green Bay, and then I, and then we talked and then we talked about that that game against against the Cardinals. But they were able to. In the postseason, they were able to get all those games back in back in blood. I mean, they yeah. they beat the, they beat San Fran, they beat the Cardinals, and they beat and they beat Tampa Bay. They got Tampa Bay's number. I think they're a really good matchup for Tampa Bay. Um, so yeah, this this is I see eleven games for sure for for the defending champs. Yeah, I mean it's going to be fun to watch them. I'll tell you that for sure, man. Now let's dive into the the the. Uh, one of the rivals of, of the Los Angeles Rams, the San Francisco 49ers. Big, Good. big, big transition, big move for, for the 49ers this year. Jimmy Garoppolo, no more. He will be the backup now um, after not being able to get a deal elsewhere via trade uh, from for another team. So he had his deal restructured. He's going to be the backup for the San Francisco 49ers this season. And Trey Lance gets the call. Trey Lance gets the call to, to be the guy. For San Fran now, they they moved a, a plethora of first round picks to 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 acquire him two years ago, and now he has this opportunity to be QB one, and we're, and we're going to see how it plays out for his first year as a starter. And just give me your thoughts on this season. And uh, Debo got paid. Debo got paid. Yep. He got his back. Uh, that that that's a big deal. And, and Nick Bosa is up next. Should, should be getting up. Yeah, Nick Bosa should be getting getting paid uh, re- relatively soon. Also, so yeah. What's what's your thoughts on the 49ers, man? And um, now that Trey Lance is, is QB one. How do you see the season playing out for them? Um, right before I do that, just just because this comment reminded me of Vic, almost as tough as gangrene schedule. That's the thing I wanted to say. Preseason, oh. nothing. Preseason means nothing for the simple fact that Robert Sala came out and said that that backup quarterback that they released, and I can't remember how to pronounce his name, had the greatest preseason in NFL history. They released him. Um, yeah. So... How are you going to have the greatest preseason NFL history? You still get released. Anyway, back to the 49ers. Listen, I want to start off with this. Bringing Jimmy back is a terrible decision. Terrible. 
And I understand that they couldn't get a trade partner. So I guess I, I, I mean, I guess I understand what they're doing because listen, I'm not trading somebody for, for nothing. I'm right. getting, I'm getting some, something back, but this just screams out to me and it's in a different way. But Carson wants Nick Foles. That's what it screams out to me. And, and CJ, I'll use this as an example, right? Me and you are doing this show. We're having a great time, you know, whatever. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? I kind of wanna, kind of wanna replace CJ. I know <laughs> we're having fun, but uh, kind of wanna replace him. Think we can get a little bit better. So I bring in somebody new. I kick you off the show. <laughs> CJ, if the show starts starts going wrong, everybody in the comment section is going to say, bring CJ back. Bring CJ back. Is that any good for my new co-host? Everybody's breathing down his neck? Because that's exact. CJ, look, I mean, listen, you look at the schedule. They start always, they start 2-0 probably. Chicago and Seattle, if you can't beat them, it is going to be an absolute disaster if they don't beat them. Because yes. you're gonna the minute Trey throws an interception, Jimmy G's trans start. And also, listen, just another thing from which Pat, is insane to say, bro. I know. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And just <laughs> another thing that, that Pat said too. There's vets in the locker room. They don't want to go through a rebuild. Somebody like Kittle, who's like, yeah, he's a good teammate. So of course he's gonna be there for Trey. But he's like, bro. Jimmy just brought us to a Super Bowl and NFC Championship game. We're really going to try this. What if they go all in two? You don't think the vets in the locker room are going to go off to Shanahan and be like, listen, I know you want to have fun with your new little toy here or whatever, but we have a guy that just brought us to a Super Bowl like a couple years ago. Uh I don't got I don't got I don't got four more years to find out if this kid can play. Get Jimmy's dumbass back into the game. <laughs> and listen, I'm not we how many times have we gone over this? Not a Jimmy guy, I'm not. And I understand you you want to get better at that position, so you attempt to see what what Trey Lance is. But man, if if he's not good, this is gonna be awful. Because what are you gonna do? You're gonna bench him, and you're gonna absolutely destroy his confidence moving forward. And yeah, of course. I, oh, if they bench him, they'll say, oh, he took it fine. He's a competitor, and and Trey Lance will say, I'm a competitor. It just means I have to work harder. But you know, in his head, it's like, damn, I just got benched. I was just given the job. So it's um this is gonna be an interesting situation because it can get real ugly. I mean, you go say you go two and oh, but then after that, Denver and the Rams. I mean, we just talked about how good the Rams are. We know Denver's gonna be pretty good now that now that they got Russ. After that, you got Carolina, Atlanta. Probably should be two more wins again. But then you go to Kansas City, or then you got Kansas City, then the Rams, then the Chargers, Arizona. It what? What if all of a sudden you're what? Yo, four those and, next seven games look crazy, bro. ZJ through through five games. Those games look crazy. Through five games, if they're three and two, what? Actually, no. How about this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. What 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 if through eight games they're four and four? And 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 you got the Chargers right there coming up next. 
what what happens? You going back to Jimmy? Because at four and four, you're getting to a point in the season where it's like, all right, we got to start winning some games here, boys. I it, it can be real bad. And listen, I I know that you're gonna ask me for a you know record and what I think. I literally can't tell you because I have no idea how good Trey Lance is. I I don't have a clue. And honestly, to me, and maybe people look at this differently. Do you really restructure his contract, Jimmy's contract, if you think Trey Lance is that guy? Wouldn't you have taken anything to get rid of Jimmy and not have this situation? If you really think Trey Lance is that guy? So it also puts a little pause to me that they weren't just like, I mean, yeah, they named him starter, but I'm saying that they weren't just like, listen, Jimmy, I know that. Have fun. Go somewhere else. This is this is this is definitely a team I'm going to be looking at this season for for a lot of the reasons you just mentioned. This stretch right here: Kansas City, Rams, Chargers, Arizona, New Orleans, Miami, and Tampa Bay. There is no let off at all. I think there may be a buy in there, maybe, but there is absolutely no quote-unquote, gimme game nope. in that stretch right there. That is – you better bring it every single Sunday, bro, because it could get ugly. It could get ugly fast. Fast. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, you – you have to go. You have to go with – you have to go with Trey, uh, Trey Lance now because you want to know if that if this is the guy. Jimmy, we've, 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 saw what, we've saw what Jimmy is. He's a really good game manager. He could win you a bunch of games. He's a he's a quarterback that you you can win with, not because of. He's um he mm-hmm. that's 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 the category that he's in, and I think they want to see if Trey Lance is a quarterback you can win because of, <laughs> and I think that's that's the uh, the thing that's enticing for not only the front office in in San Francisco, but for the San Fran fans as well. So I think he has talent, but. Is everybody's talented in the NFL. So it's going to be what can he do to separate himself as one of these uh, and put himself in the discussion as one of these top young, younger quarterbacks in the NFL. The best, the best thing for him is he's on a team where I feel like he doesn't have to be a quarterback to win because of right away, because of the team and the roster around him. They have a really good defense. They, they didn't, to me, they haven't, they didn't really lose a, a key or a marquee guy. Uh, in the in the offseason, you'd be like, damn, they lost him. That's tough. It not not really anyone like that. Uh, they bring in Debo back. Debo's happy. He got paid. He should be ready to rock and, re- and ready to go this season. Kittle's there. It doesn't matter who they have at running back. They just and managed a, to make it work. Yeah. And apparently Ayuk is going crazy. And, and- I yeah, I Ayuk Ayuk's going wild. I was def- he's definitely uh he was a, he was definitely a, a really good wide receiver out of, out of Arizona State. A few years ago, and it looks like he could potentially make make this this big step. I think it's year three for for Ayuk now. So yeah, they have they have the weapons. They want to run the football. They want to be physical at the point of the attack. They have an elite pass rusher in, in Nick Bosa. They have an elite middle linebacker and and Fred Warner. So this team is good. They have a really good roster. They have really good pieces around Trey Lance. So if he could just go into the season with the mindset of I'm gonna be. I'm gonna do what I do best 
at the highest level to the best of my ability. I don't have to play hero ball. I don't have to try to do everything and make the Superman play every Mm -hmm. single play. Take what the defense gives me. If I need to use my legs in a certain situation, I'll do so. Follow the coaches. Trust the guys around you. I think they can win. I think they. I'm going to say, to me, just because I I agree with you, we just don't know, and we didn't see him in preseason enough to really get a. a You also played only 11 games in college. Exactly. Very inexperienced. Very inexperienced. So I think there. I think in the beginning of the season, like you said, they should win those games, but they have to because that you know in, in into the you know middle of the season there there's no there's no let up you have to, he has he has to get into a rhythm early because that that meat the meat and potatoes of their season in terms of the teams that they play is really going to dictate whether or not they're one of those top 7 teams in the conference so i think it i'm going to say 8 to 10 I'm not going to give a definitive number, but I'm going to say eight to ten because, again, of the roster, they have a Sounds really right. good head. Yeah, they have a really good head coach, one of the best head coaches in the NFL, and I think he's going to do a really good job of creating a game plan every week to make things comfortable for Trey Lance um, every Sunday to where he doesn't have to be that superhero type guy. So I could see eight to ten wins from San Francisco, but yes, a lot of pressure. San Francisco is a storied franchise. They've had a plethora of really good quarterbacks. They've been really good for the last decade, whether it's Cap, Garoppolo, Alex Smith. They've had, regardless of who they've had over the last decade, they've managed to have some really good success um, throughout this time period. They haven't been able to hoist hoist the Lombardi yet, but they've been really they've been really solid. So if he can be that guy, I think that'd be great for them. I think it makes that conference much more competitive in a conference where we've talked about this as well. Kind of it's kind of an older terms of the top quarterbacks those guys you know Mm -hmm. getting up there in age so if he could you know establish himself right there with kyler as one of those top younger quarterbacks in the conference i think that i think that'd be amazing so i see eight to ten wins for for the 49ers and and i'm rooting for trey lance i'm rooting for him man uh because yeah we'll see what trey lance is by week six yep yep that's usually that's usually what that's usually the, the threshold right there. Trey has talent, but I could go into talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Yeah, big, yeah, big someone, man. But I, I'm ex- I'm excited to see how he plays. I'm excited to see how he plays, man. I think he could be a special type player. I think we could see an RG3 rookie season type season from him, where it's not, you know, 20 touchdowns, five picks, running the ball, where some big splash players like, okay, wow, okay, once he really – gets things going and, and really gets comfortable in this thing, he could be a player. I, I could see an RG3 type season, rookie season, RG3 type season for Trey Lance um, this season. I think that's the best case scenario for San Francisco. I I would agree, and I'm right there with you. I mean, 8 to 10, sure. Just because of the talent on the team and, and, and the head coach, I'll give you that. But, I mean, there's zero confidence in the statement. Trey Lance could be the worst yeah. quarterback in the league next year. You have no idea. So <laughs> I think yeah, and then for, for Garoppolo too, it was I think the only reason why he didn't get traded was because we talked about with Deepak was the injury. And you talked you said that a little bit. Well apparently bit. Seattle wanted him, but they didn't want to trade him in division. But I guess yeah, I, I mean that's all the a, yeah. Seattle was 
let's get Jimmy. And they were like, no, we're not trading him to you. Okay, well, then, okay. (laughs) But I think, yeah, so I think, yeah, okay, so right, cool. So I think he was going to get traded. Um, But I just, Garoppolo's good and – but he's limited. He's limited. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what that's why they're going with Trey. So absolutely. Will those will those guys in the locker, if they're four and four, what's you know, what are the, what are people gonna say in the locker room? Go back, go back to Jimmy. I think that's gonna hurt his confidence, in my in my opinion. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's a smart thing to do to, to go back to Garoppolo. Yes, I like you said, you made a good point. You know, some of these guys are older. I think Trey Williams is almost 40 years old. Um, you know, no these guys want yeah, I think he's up there, thirty-seven, something like that. Um, so they they uh, they want to they want to get to uh, a Super 34. Bowl. Thirty. Oh, he's thirty-four. Okay, I thought he was a little older now. All right, cool. So yeah, so he has some time. He has some time. Left tackles, they can play a long time. Okay, so all right, cool. So, but even they they, they probably still is some older. Oh guys no, I know what you mean. That's what I'm saying. There, I mean, there's yeah. there's people in that locker room that are like, listen, bro, I don't got time for your three-year journey of trying to find out if Trey Lance is good. Yeah, I, I yeah. know what Jimmy can do. He, listen, is he, is he Pat Mahomes? Obviously not. Everybody and their mother knows that. But I'm trying to win now, guy. I can I could blow my knee out next year and never play again. I don't care about your little experiment. All facts, all facts, and and then also they got close, real close last year, and then they got yeah. real close they two inter- years ago. They should have won that ago. game if that dude doesn't drop the interception. Tart, yeah, he just got yeah. caught by he just got cut by uh, Philadelphia too. Crazy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. But um yeah, so eight to ten for for Lance, and I'm rooting for him, man. I'm rooting for him. Um, because that draft class, that quarterback draft class, right now, it's, it's a lot. Of, I, think, I think I think it's a lot of questions for every for, for all those guys. For all those guys, I was I just said I just said this real fast. We're not talking about the past, but I was not impressed by what I saw from the Raider that Raider preseason game at all. That was one of the most lackluster, and I know it's preseason. Impressed, um, CJ. That was your second and third string. We sucked. Yeah, that, yeah. I was. Yeah, I was not. No, I'm saying I was not impressed. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no, 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 no. I know. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I know. <laughs> I'm, saying, yeah, I'm, saying. I'm just. I'm just a little more aggressive about it. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying. Yeah, I thought you. I thought hey, you deserved me. I'm not. Yeah, they. They were. They were terrible. They were terrible. Yeah. I'll just. I'll just keep it at that for um, you know, time purposes. But yeah, that. That's um. That's why I see San Fran. I think they're still going to be the second best team in this division. Fair enough. All right, another team, the, the third team in this in this division. This this division is stacked. This division, is, this NFC West division, is stacked. Uh, obviously, outside of Seattle, and they're they're kind of in a transition phase right now. But the Arizona Cardinals, they started the season. I believe they were seven and zero. I could be wrong, right? What, what, what I think they got, got to eight. They get, might have been yeah eight and zero until that until that that game against Green Bay on Thursday night. Russell Douglas getting an interception. Is that and the game that uh. AJ Green's controller died. Yeah, exactly. AJ Green's controller died, or you know, Kyler, oh, you know, didn't know what he's there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or Kyler was too busy playing Cold War. Yeah, cool. Oh. Yeah, so one, one, one of the other, one of the other there, but yeah, Kyler Murray had a, a very lackluster uh, wild card game in the pre in 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 the in the postseason last year. They looked terrible. I think the score was 34-11. I could be wrong on that. But yeah, it wasn't good. It was I know nasty. That. Yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was a nasty game. Then we had the archive IG picture phase where wow. he archives all his Instagram pictures on his uh, Instagram account, 
and makes and that, and that becomes a story, obviously, because he's a, he's a franchise quarterback on an NFL team. And then his agent comes out, says he wants to get paid. He gets the contract, but the, the Cardinals <laughs> ask him, to, baby. yeah, the addendum in there to to watch at least four hours of film. Then they redact the addendum in the contract because of uh, national media backlash, I should say. So all this so while uh, D Hop gets suspended for six. Yeah, exactly, I was about to say exactly, and this is <laughs> the cream of the crop right there. The icing on the cake is then your number one guy uh, pops hot for for roids allegedly, but not really allegedly because he got caught um, for steroids. So. And he's out for six games. So it was a it was a very weird offseason for the Cardinals. Very noisy, which is never good. Yeah, never, never good. Never good. So yeah, what's your thoughts on what's your thoughts on this team, man? After hearing everything after seeing this offseason play out over the last, you know, you know, four or five months or so, what, what do you how do you see this season playing out for for the cards? Uh, it just got so noisy that it scares you a little bit. Um I'll say this though, I think I think Kyler's gonna have a very good year because I think I feel like athletes sometimes lose that chip on their shoulder because it's like, oh, I've I've done this, I've done that. He's gotta have uh, the the Dorito factory on his shoulder, not the not just a chip. <laughs> he gotta have the whole factory on his. I mean, everybody. Oh, you don't watch film. Your stats drop when the new Call of Duties come out. Wow, they're ranked nineteenth. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I, it's. What's I your think thought, wait, Ruff, 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 what you think about that? You don't think they're think, you don't think they're a top seven team in, in in the conference? Yeah, that's that's out that? of pocket to me. Yeah. I mean, don't they, they still wrong. could they still could be top seven, but again, those AFC teams probably. Yeah, that's true. Probably I mean, got some AFC teams right ahead of them. Yeah, that's what there's 32 teams in the league, though. You think that there's, you think that they're in a, technically in the second half of good teams? No, come on, really? Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. they have a reliable. I mean, Christian Kirk leaves too, but they they get Hollywood. Yes, James Connor. Yep. James Connor bounced back last year. Looked like Steeler James Connor. Um. They lose God, they lost Chandler Jones too. And you know, you start listening to some things and maybe uh Chandler, Chandler, Chandler Jones wasn't Chandler Jones last year. Yeah, but it's still he somebody had that, he had opposite JJ. Yeah, true, true, true. He had that one good game, we had like five sacks. But I think the rest of the season he had like two sacks for Chandler Jones. What listen, man, he was phenomenal. Yeah, from you know, from 2010 to 2014, he was phenomenal. That, that was that might have been the greatest stretch I've ever seen out of a defensive player. It was it was what, insane. What he win three defensive player of the year awards in in like yes. four years. Yes, it was it was it was insane, bro. I thought he was getting ready to pass Bruce Smith for sacks all the time. It was getting crazy. Man was, man was playing tight end. Yeah. Oh yeah, playing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Forgot Full about back. that. Full back. You know, getting JJ SWAT. Picking the you know, getting interceptions, taking it to the crib in the playoffs. He he was phenomenal. But now, you know, on the on the back end of his career, it, it kind of just looks like, you know, I don't want to I don't want to disrespect it, but it just looks like he's just a name right now. It's just he hasn't really been as productive as he was because again, he's had it's a bunch fair. of injuries. Yeah. It's definitely fair. Um man. 
we just said all that. Now I got to talk about how they're good. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> um, I still think that they will be decent. I think that they're going to be a wild card team. Obviously, I think it's the Rams division. And listen, depending on Trey Lance, they could be better than than the 49ers too. We don't know this. Um, but I mean, get I mean, damn, if Trey Lance really does struggle, I guess they have the pocket ace of pulling Jimmy back out. So maybe we don't know. Um I, I'm right there with like I feel like this can be this could be really good or bad. Like I feel like this team is either gonna be a wild card or it's just gonna fall apart. For some, mm-hmm. I just get that feeling for some reason. Um, so I could see, you know, the the nine, ten win season get it like sneak into the wild card. Um, because I think that they're probably I think the first wild like they're they're probably the second or third wild card. I don't in, in my in my opinion. So I mean, it's just tough to rate them because things got real noisy. You don't have Hopkins back until week seven. Is Hollywood really going to be that guy? Man. I mean, you probably start the season with an L to Kansas City. Vegas is an away game. That's tough. That might be an L. <laughs> Rams just absolutely slaughtered you in the last game of the season last year, and they got better. That could be an L. They might, you could legit start the season 0-3. I mean, they Very do. easily, too, because it's not like you're lo- I'm saying, oh, I made 50-50 games, like, as bad teams. Like, those are some damn good teams. You should beat Carolina. Listen, we'll get into the NFC East after this. <laughs> I'm a, a, kind of high on Philly. Okay. So, it's a home game, though, so I would give them that win. Um, Seattle, you got to be. I mean, come on. New Orleans, listen. There's a lot of steam coming out of New Orleans that this team is very, very good. Like there's some reports or and reporters going there that are like, I don't know why people aren't talking about New Orleans as a very good team. That's the and first game D Hop comes back right there. I guess I guess it's and, and listen, if Michael Thomas is really Michael Thomas and Olave and Kamara doesn't look like he'll be suspended this season. And and listen, I'm not a Jameis guy. Listen, I call him Weymus Jensen. I don't even give him his real name. He was having a good year last year before he got hurt. Man, he was playing was solid. He was solid. Beat Aaron Rodgers. Beat Aaron Rodgers. We couldn't see They flat the Packers. 38-3. Cleaned, cleaned them out. Yeah. I, Jesus. Minnesota people love this year. <laughs> I don't like their defense. That's yeah, on I record, just, though. Me and you. Me and you are on yeah, record I, with that. I, just, I, haven't seen it. I haven't seen anything for me to believe in that defense. CJ, I'm lost here. I need your help. I don't know. I don't. I can't. I can't make a decision on them. Every time I want to say and think that they're good because I like Kyler, and I like some of the pieces they have, I get a little nervous. This is a tough schedule too. I mean, you, tough schedule by itself playing in the West, but I mean, you got to play Tampa. You're going to play Vegas, Kansas City. Uh, you're so you're in the West, and you got to play the AFC West and the NFC but South. You, and yeah, I mean, Jesus. Best case scenario, I want to say nine and eight. Best okay. case scenario, best case, worst case, six and eleven. Holy! Um, just because, like you said, you know, there's some tough teams on the schedule, man. Kyler, Kyler has to, has to play like MVP. And and CJ, 
Kyler's missed games his first two seasons, right? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Missing time. Um, Cole McCoy has come in a few games um, through, throughout the, the, the few times in his career for a couple games to, to play back up, but I mean, to start. So that's a concern. And then Cliff Kingsbury, man, I know, I think they, I believe they gave him, gave him an extension, but uh, based off what? I, the first so half made, of seasons. Yeah, they kind of, they look like the, they look like the charge to me a little bit. And from, from the standpoint of they either, they start hot and then just something happens in the second half and they just, they just crumble. Um, so I don't, I don't think they. I don't think they're going to be able to afford that luxury this year. I don't think that's going to be possible because of the schedule. It's just stacked. It's just too stacked, and there's just so many quarterbacks that you have to go up against. Now, granted, they have a, a pretty good one themselves, so they're going to always have a chance. So I think that's that's something you could definitely be, um, you know, happy about if you're a Cards fan. But they they got a ball out. They got a ball out. This is a lot of there's a lot of talk. A lot of talk. And the key thing, and it just sucks that 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 D Hop got suspended, man, because he missed so much time last year towards the end. And that was kind of where they started to lose some games when he started to get hurt. When he was playing, they were winning these games. And now he's out for the first half of the season where they where I feel like they need him during this time. And now he's not there. That's that's a struggle. Hollywood Brown, big year. Should, you know, wants, you know, he wants he wants to establish himself as a as a top guy in the league, top receiver in the league, you, you, you're teaming up with your with your college uh, teammate again uh, from Oklahoma. So they, they, their chemistry should be should be on point. Zach Ertz, one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Connor's a really good running back. So, and then and then defensively, like, like I said, Buddha Baker. I want to say Isaiah Simmons, man. I haven't haven't heard too much about Isaiah Simmons. Um, so point. so far, yeah, you know, he got he was getting a lot of talk when he got drafted uh, two years ago. We we talked about him a lot because that was you know that was around our first that was our first season doing the show, and, he, and that's when he had first got drafted. So haven't really heard too much about him in terms of making splash plays and things like that. It's something I'll dive into uh, before the seat before the season really kicks off. But I want to see if he could you know establish himself as one of these premier guys on that other side of the football for Arizona. So this this could be this could be a a, a, a solid year where they get back to the playoffs and maybe win a playoff game. I think that's I think that's the best case scenario. Or they they could take take a step back and you really have to look at number one. Is he going to be that leader when things get tough to galvanize these guys? There's already been discussions and talks about him kind of not being that type of guy in terms of a rah rah guy and not really. Um, he's kind of aloof. He's kind of distant. But when you're when you're when you're a quarterback, that could be your personality. But you have to it's, – it's different. It's not like baseball. It's not like baseball where you can kind of, you know, be be on your own and then kind of do things different. You got to – you got to get 50 – 252 other guys going, man. You, you have uh, – at least at least your offense. You got to get your offense oh, yeah. guys. Right. And um, this this is – all eyes are going to be on him more than any time in his football career. So we'll, we'll see how he, we'll see how he answers the call. I'm definitely interested to see. How uh, how he plays this season? It's, it's a lot of questions with those two teams, San Fran and, and Arizona, in terms of that quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, this is gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. It really will be. I say that about every team, every single one. I said that, <laughs> but um, NFL is a storyline. What can I say, CJ? I, I'm listen. I know we got to talk about Seattle. I think we make an executive decision here. 
to say that they absolutely suck and that Geno Smith's <laughs> the quarterback and Drew Locke is the backup. They signed DK to the extension. They're going to be the first or second draft pick. I, I mean, yeah. I don't. I literally don't have anything else to add. If you, if you have, I mean, I'm not saying like let's skip any. I'm just saying that's all I got. I think they're going to suck. No, I'm, I'm with you. Terrible. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. It's not. It's not really. It's not too much to say about about Seattle. I just, you know, we'll see what happened with DK man, and you know, I know he got paid, but that doesn't mean he's you know not going to potentially maybe ask for a trade down the road, but. It's just weird. It's weird. I thought like I thought they would into the season. He's gonna be like, damn, this really ain't Russ no more. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> it's mean, Gino with Smith. I just feel like I don't I don't really understand their vision because then uh, because, you to, because you told me okay I thought okay cool you're gonna go with Jimmy I mean you're gonna go with Gino and Drew, but that means you're tanking essentially without really saying you're tanking. That's what you're telling your fans. And you start Gino oh. Smith to start the season, you're pretty much telling your fans, yep. guys, we're Looking at CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, and next year's draft. That's 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 what we're looking at. But then you talked about they wanted to go for Jimmy. I think it's good that they didn't go for Jimmy. Or oh, well, the San San Francisco turned it down because I, I feel like bringing Jimmy in there, you'd win too many games to to get those younger, exactly. those younger guys. So yes, I think they do have some draft picks, but they would have to give up competition to acquire a guy like Garoppolo. So I think they should just. Play the season out. I know Pete Carroll's seventy, but listen, man. I mean, these you know he he, he should be good and, and be able to coach these guys. This is the year they're going to take a step back. They got rid of Russell Wilson, so it's going to be a struggle year. Can they find the successor? That when you when the teams like this, uh, Detroit, Seattle, New England, pre Mac. Can you find the success Cardinals? I mean, uh, Chargers pre Burrow. Can the can I mean pre Herbert? Sorry. Yeah. Can you find the successor to your Hall of Fame or borderline Hall of Fame guy? That's going to be the discussion. That's the hardest thing to do in the NFL is finding the next guy under center. So, will they be able to do that next year? We will see. We will see. But yeah, I don't see them winning a bunch of games. They still have a few talented guys on that roster: Jamal Adams, uh, Quandre Diggs. Four at most. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't see. I can't see more than that. I can't see more than four. Um, yeah, and then their defense hasn't wasn't really good last year either. So <laughs> I, I can't. I can't see. I can't see more than four. Seattle has great views and bipolar weather. That's all I have. Vic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that's all you really have to say about that. They're just bad. Yeah. Yeah, they're not good. They're not. They're not good. All right, so yeah, let's uh, let's get into the NFC East before uh, we wrap things up. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start with let's let's start with the Giants. Let's get kind of the you know the the, the average to, to bad teams out the way, and then we'll and then we'll dive into, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll and then we'll dive to into the, the top two teams in, in this division. Let's talk about the Giants, man. What's your uh, What's your thoughts on this squad? A lot of, lot of, lot of talks coming around with the Giants. Dayball uh, reportedly not a fan of of Galladay. Darius Slayton came out and said he doesn't. Uh, Galladay, right? He's, I mean, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know what happened to him. I mean, I, maybe, I mean, it's not like he went from a great team to a bad team, so he just lost his will to live. Like he was exactly. on the line. He was on the Lions before. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what his mindset is right now. Barkley's coming back uh from from injury. This seems to be this it no, this not seems to be. This is Daniel Jones last year. Oh yeah. With the Giants, if they're not able to look at least competitive. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, they're not gonna win a lot of games. So what's your what's your thoughts on the on the New York football giants, man? Are you a New York football Giants guy? You know, like in terms of saying that, saying it like yeah. that. Uh, I mean, not really. I like to just say the Giants, <laughs> but you know, a lot of people. I, it's just I, I just hear. I, I hear it so thing, much. Though. It's a yeah. thing. I hear it so much, man. We've heard we've heard it so much over oh. the years. Uh, it's like, Every New York talk show. Yeah, they it's New just... York football Giants, bro. Listen, the New York, the other Giants haven't been here in 80, 85 years. Yeah, it's been a while. Is exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, this is Christian. You missed our whole Ram conversation. Crazy. That's man. okay, though, because you can go back and listen to it on the pod. Uh, the hard count available on po- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Yes, sir. So, Yo, uh, congra- congratulations, man. Congratulations, bro. Who, who what? Oh, well, I, I could be wrong, but I mean, I saw a story. I thought. Him and his uh his girl. Oh, you had so, you had the child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I give you a lot of I give you a, <laughs> I, I give you a lot of crap. Congrats, brother. I'm happy for you. I'm ho- I sure. hope mother, child, all is well. Boy or girl? I want to know that, Christian. I'm, little, I'm curious. Um congrats, brother. Sure. Ah, daughter. Okay. Okay, congrats, congrats bro. girl, dad, right. huh? God bless, God bless, man. Facts, congrats, my guy. Um, yeah, th- back to the Giants was you know a little weird, but um, <laughs> I, I mean, it's Daniel Jones' last opportunity, obviously. Um, this is this is especially his like, all right, bro, we gave you everything you need. Like, if you suck now, you really just can't play. Because they brought an offensive coach who fixed – basically, everybody gives credit to fixing Josh Allen and Dable. Yeah. Um, um, they have Galladay, who they gave all of that money to, and is just terrible. Darius Slayton, but they're taking offers on him. Yes. Um, Saquon's back, but the last couple of years, he's obviously been hurt. I don't think – I don't think they'll f- – no, they're going to finish last. They're going to finish last again. They're going to win like seven – no, come on. What am I talking about? Six games. I mean – You see I, six? I, I just – listen, Tennessee lost. Carolina, iffy. Dallas, probably a loss. Chicago, you got to beat. Green Bay so is a loss. Baltimore's a loss. Like a, that's, a, that's a totally bowl game. Chicago. Jacksonville, you should win. <laughs> Seattle, you should win. So we're at three. Houston, you should win four. Listen, Detroit's up, up in the air now. Yes, Detroit's it is. Detroit's up in the air now. Great episode of Hard Knocks, by the way. We didn't touch on that, but God, I yeah, love Hard Knocks. It was good. It was good. Oh, wait, my God. The other episode's out tonight. I didn't even think about that. Sure. Oh, say less. Um. 
Yeah, they're they're. I'm, I'm at four right now. I like Washington because you know, you know, once once right. Once, yeah. <laughs> What's the stupid thing that I always say? Once uh, once it's in DC. No, that one, and then what's the stupid road that I always say? What's the white? It's like the White House road that I always meant make into a. Oh, Pennsylvania Road, yeah, Pennsylvania yeah, Avenue. There we go. There we go. Yeah, you know, big, <laughs> big, Avenue. You know, my big, big Carson guy. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I still <laughs> to this day don't understand what you see, but. Go ahead. Listen, I it's more of a joke now. Oh, is it? But <laughs> I picked him for that for that MVP, so I'm sticking with it. Okay. Um. I mean, Indianapolis, L to me. Minnesota, yeah. especially as a way, L. I think at best you split. I think at best you split Washington and at best you split Philly. Yeah, six or seven wins most in my eyes. I think they're just going to be bad again. I think Daniel Jones is out of there, which is going to kind of suck for them because six wins, that's not enough for the first, for the first, second, probably not even third or fourth pick because you're going to have some bad teams. So you might be pick number five. You ain't getting Stroud. You're not getting Bryce Young. I don't know the other quarterbacks because I hate college. But by the way, CJ, just saying, week zero of the college NFL se- of the college season, I watched a little Nebraska, a little, uh, a little uh, Nebraska Northwestern. Crazy. Northwestern. I watched a little. I'm telling you, I'm trying this year. I'm gonna try. Yeah, give it a try, bro. Yeah, give it a try, man. It's exciting. It's exciting it's, it's, to me. What what excited me about college is seeing the guys before seeing guys play say, college. Yeah, that's why I kind of want to watch it because after like the fourth pick in the draft, I'm like, bro, I have no idea who these people are, and I was supposed exactly. to come on a pod and be like, A plus grade draft to the Jets, <laughs> right? And I'm like, bro, I've never seen the guy play it down. Yeah, it's it's yeah, that's that's why I like. I like seeing the guys. Like, I like Donald. Like Aaron, Aaron Donald, for 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 example, I saw him play at Pitt. They show a lot of Big East games. Um, I mean, ACC games um, over here in, locally over here in New York with us. So I saw him very so often. And I was like, yo, this guy, this guy's going to be an animal. And, you know, here we are almost 10 years later. Mount Rushmore, so. But, yeah, I think they're going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. Yeah, we don't have we don't have to we don't have to go too much in, in, into the G man. Uh for me, free Saquon, free Kadarius Tony from the mid. And uh <laughs> it's it's gonna be I do like Tony, you're right. I do like him. Uh, Tony's yeah, he's a baller. He's a baller. He I, I just man, I free Leonard Williams too. He's really good. True. No, which was, he was terrible on the Jets. Oh, he was good on the Jets. He was good on the Jets. Was he? he was solid. Yeah, he was good. He was like their best player. Remember what it was like? Why the, everybody was like, why would they trade Jamal Adams and Leonard Williams? Remember, remember that was a little. I thought he wasn't very good on the Jets, and then he went to the Giants, and he became a, a lot better. Oh, he's oh, he's okay. oh, he's good. Yeah, I he's stand good. corrected. Uh, Galladay situation is very weird, very awkward. I just I don't know. I don't I don't, I don't know how it's going to play out. To, to be honest, it just it just doesn't look like that's been the best fit. So far now with the Brian Dayball regime, Joe Shine, I believe is his name, and the, the, the president of football operations slash GM. This is a wash year because Joe Shine didn't he dropped the you know, he had his first draft with the team this year, but he hasn't been able to really uh he can't create put his, his on it yet. Exactly. He hasn't been able to create his vision of how he views the New York Giants. So this is a wash year, and he didn't draft most of these guys. So that, like you said, they're not going to win a bunch of games. Dayball, 
he's not going to get on a hot seat if they only lose four wins, if they only get four or five wins. This is just a, yeah, like I said, it's a wash. Yeah, do you want to see them be competitive against the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Commanders? Of course, that's the divisional games. Maybe can they be a can they be a spoiler to some of those to the Eagles and and Dallas for a couple of games at the end of the season? They beat those they beat those teams because it is it is in division type games. Cool, but they're not going to win a bunch of games, unfortunately. Um, but I think next year. If they get the right guy in the center, I think things can change. That's what that's all that's what it comes down to when, when it comes to this league. So I want to see Saquon have a really good season. Um, will that happen? I'm not sure. Just because again, the offensive line is still in question. They got Will Hernandez, they got Andre Thomas, and yeah, Andre Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas, yeah. Andrew Thomas at, at left tackle. So, you know, they have some young guys there, but it still really isn't really isn't anything to you know to be hype about so yeah i see i see four or five wins for for new york man another free, another free, free down year for our state yeah i mean yeah. it's yeah i mean i'm used to it at this point it hasn't been oh, good no, for I mean, this used is to like, it ain't even the ain't the, even the, word. the last decade has been disgusting we got christian here what's up brother cj shaw should be the uh, best quarterback in the division if he was there right now. Sheesh. Okay. Yeah, I mean Jalen Hurslov. We're gonna we're gonna get into them right now shortly. Shortly. Uh so yeah, we got your uh we got your guy. Watch the commanders up watch the commanders up next. Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson, man, prayers up to you, bro. Uh Thanks. was was in a shooting news. Uh, he was released from the hospital at the facility today. Okay, okay, that's great. That's great. That's great. News. At the facility, getting some high fives, some hellos. Crazy ass story. I mean, yeah. Obviously, it's out of nowhere, but like, that's out of nowhere. Like you, like you don't expect that. Like, oh, and I hate to say this, like, oh, someone got into a car accident. Like, oh wow, that happens. It's never like someone was shot in the NFL. Like, I saw that. And I was like, gee, and and like you said, thank God he's good because obviously. Yeah. Everybody knows the Sean Taylor situation, so thankfully we don't have another one of those. Um, yes, but they they think yeah. he might be able to play this year. That I mean that that'd be a great story. That'd be a great story. Um, yeah, pray, prayers up to him. Glad everything is. This is, is I'm being a, a, lot of, a lot of jealousy out here, man. Serious question. And I don't know if this is if, if this is dissensitive. You think you can win comeback player of the year without ever playing? Like. Like what if he comes back like somehow in a in a weird wor- in a weird world he came back like week five and just went crazy? You think that qualifies as a comeback player? I think I think so. I think I feel so. like he make a special exception for that. I'm just saying. I think he he could he could he could be in that discussion. Uh, but yeah, that that that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting to see. Either way, either way, if he comes back and plays well, comes back and is able to you know play at a high level, uh, I think that's. That's that's a great story. Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I mean, he was our RB one. I agree. They moved, they moved Antonio to, Gibson to kick return. Yeah, just just about to get into that. Yeah, just but just about to lay it out right there for you, bro. CJ, tell um, me, shut the hell up. Sometimes I steal all your ideas. I'm nah, you're, nah, you're good, man. We're a team. We're a, t- <laughs> we're a team, man. Yeah, Antonio Gibson just lost lost his starting spot. No longer RB one, like you said. He was at kick return. 
okay. It's a guy who was getting, you know, a stack uh, the last couple of seasons. So that's that's interesting. Him and Robin Vera, obviously, not on not on the best of terms. Curtis Samuel, shout out Curtis Samuel, New York love, Brooklyn native. Now should be 100%, should be healthy, ready to go. Him and his uh, Ohio State teammate, Terry McLaurin, should be ready to rock um, at that skill, skill position. Um, for the Washington Commanders, Chase Young coming off the ACL should be ready to rock as well with that stack front I seven. Think, I think he's. I think they put he's him on the pop. Yeah, yeah right. he's on the pop. Yes, he's on the pop. Yeah, he'll be back week week six. Um, so hopefully we'll we'll see him back and, and ready to ready to go when when it's time for him. Jonathan Allen, uh, pain, sweat. I mean, it's. I mean, they're, they're just the, the amount of guys that they have on that D line are crazy. Um, Jamin Davis, a linebacker. Defense defense looks good. Offensively, it's gonna come down to your guy, man. <laughs> it's gonna come down to your guy. Logan Thomas coming off the ACL. I think he's on the. I think he might be in the pup too. Yeah. Can we? Can we? Is it, is Christian? Can we rule out Antonio Gibson? Any sort of Tanya Harding situation? That's crazy. That would be crazy. <laughs> Sky man. Bro, did uh, you did you see the the tweet? From that one guy who like got he got a bunch of hate for it because um I think like forty minutes before the report came out that he got shot he was like everybody should real every like don't he, he tweeted don't draft um really I just forgot it. why did I just forget his name Tony Robinson no 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 the guy who oh, got Ryan shot Robinson. right he was like don't don't draft Ryan Robinson fantasy and like forty minutes later the report came out and everybody was like how can you say this and he was like bro look at the timestamp. He's literally fighting for his life in the comment section, talking about look at the timestamps. It was talk about bad timing. Talk about bad timing. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the knee the day he gets named the starter. No, nah, it was the glute. I don't know. Got shot in the glute. glute. Yeah. Tough, tough. But Wentz, man, here we are. It's, it's third time's a charm. Final this chance. Time. This is it. Final ch- final chance in the nation's capital for your guy. Will it will he be able to is this is this permanent for Wentz or will he be holding the clipboard next year? What's your thoughts on this commander team, man? They have talent. We saw them go to the playoffs last year, uh, two years ago, albeit they were six and ten. But they got there and they were pretty competitive against the, the champs and the Bucks in, in that playoff game. I mean, I I do like their talent, like you said. I think, and this is probably awful to say because, listen, I know that Wentz is not the greatest player, obviously. This might be Terry McLaurin's best quarterback he's had, and I don't think that's a crazy statement. Well, 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 Alex Smith, oh, yeah, yeah, Alex Smith was really out, yeah, yep. I mean, unless unless you really just love Taylor Heineke. Um, which I just don't know if anybody really does. Um, I probably have them third in this division if we're being realistic here. Um, but I mean, Carson's apparently struggled with accuracy things, um, in, in training camp and maybe even the preseason. I wouldn't know if he struggled in the preseason because you're not paying me to watch that. Um, but listen, this is one of his better opportunities. Like you said, they got, listen, Gibson's not bad. And you got McKissick there. You got Terry on the outside. They have um, – oh, what's his name? He came over from Carolina last year, didn't play much. Yeah, Curtis Samuel. Yep. Yeah, Curtis Samuel. They got Curtis Samuel. 
you know, kind of playing a utility thing. Like you said, Logan Thomas, they have like 95 first round picks on the defensive line. Right. So this is, this is it. If Wentz does bad now, you're talking backup forever. Because I don't think you can get many more opportunities unless something catastrophic happens. And they're like, okay, Carson, you started in the NFL before. Come here. But, yeah, I mean, I still think that they're, you know, uh, they're probably an eight-win team at best. Uh, I mean. You said what? You, you don't think they can no. win eight games? I said at best. Hey, I did oh, say at best. At best. Okay. Um, let's look at this. Well, look at the schedule. <laughs> I mean, listen, Jacksonville should be a win. <laughs> Jacksonville should be a win. Detroit's up in the air. I'm high on Philly, so that's a loss. Dallas is a loss. Tennessee's a loss. You should beat Chicago. Green Bay's a loss. Indy's a loss. Minnesota, probably eh, probably a loss. Philly, probably a loss. But then again, those division games, I feel like it's split all the time, especially in the mm-hmm. East. Yep. You got to beat Houston. You got to beat Atlanta. You got to beat the Giants at least once. Yeah, they play them back-to-back. That, that is weird. weird as hell. Yeah, that is weird. Um, You got to beat the Giants at least once. San Francisco, probably a loss. Cleveland, with Deshaun's back by then, probably a loss. And then Dallas to end the year. Maybe Dallas isn't playing for anything anymore. I don't know. I could see six, seven, eight. <laughs> yeah, I could see. I, yeah, I could see six. I, if they win eight games, I'd be shocked. To me, eight games yeah. is like, yeah, because to me, to me, it's like eight games is close to winning the division. Because this this division is always the the, the magic number is nine. I know Dallas yeah. went twelve and what they went twelve and five last year. Yeah, so. Please. But I don't think they're going twelve and five this year, so I think that I think that comes down a little bit. Now that Philly Philly's better, those games would be much more. They swept Philly last year. I don't think they sweep Philadelphia uh, this year. So, yeah, I think the magic I think the magic number is going to be nine, ten. So if they get eight, I mean that that's great. <laughs> that, that that's a hell of a season. That's a hell of a season for them. Um, I mean, then again. You could win eight games, be a bad team in this division, and still end up winning. I mean, what did what did was it a couple of years ago? Philly won the division, like seven and nine. Well, I know that I know they they won the division six and ten. Oh no, yeah, actually, yeah. okay, never yeah, mind. It was, it was them. Yeah, they were six and ten. They won. They 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 won the division. No um, way, they were really six and ten. I believe so. Yes. Jesus. Yeah, that'd be. Shouldn't that, even that was, be allowed was, to play in the NFL. That was that was um that's when Dak. That was the first Heineken year. Yes, yes it was. Yeah, that was yeah. That's when Dak had uh, fractured his leg, his ankle. That was that was a, that was a weird one. Not the year that they played the Bucks in the in the playoffs and almost low key beat them randomly. Yeah. In the wild card, yes it was, yes it was. So yeah, this division is always terrible. They yeah mid very mid. So I, again, that magic number to me is nine. It's always been nine. Nine and seven is always – every time I see NFC East, I think nine and seven. Whoever's going to win nine games wins the division. That's usually how it plays out. <clears throat> so if so, if your best-case scenario becomes reality, that's a hell of a season for the commanders. I think uh, it's going to be – it's tough for me to see, see them win the eight games because I just don't know. 
I just don't think Carson Wentz is that guy. Um, is he ta- is he talented? Can he make a can he make some wild throws every once in a while? Sure, but is he a guy that could be a franchise guy for the foreseeable future for this Commander squad? It's tough to see. It's very tough to see. Last year, I feel like that was the best situation he's ever been in, outside ever. of outside of you know the 2017 year before he got hurt, and they didn't even make the playoffs. You look at his, you, you look at his numbers. You're like, oh, 20 touchdowns. I think it was 27 and seven. I think. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, you look at his numbers. Like, oh yeah, that, that's good. That's solid. But you got to watch the games, and you got to watch how he plays in some of those games. Offensive line was stacked. Coach defense was stacked. You had a guy that rushed for almost two thousand. Had 1,800 yards rushing the football. Loaded. Yeah. Did they have loaded guys on the outside? No. But they they when games where they needed him to win a game or two, he wasn't able to do that. So it's tough for me worst, to really see him. What was it? The worst quarterback rating ever. Or something. Well, he had like in a that, in, in that, that game against Jacksonville. What was it? Like a four point two. Nasty, nasty, nasty work, man. <laughs> nasty work from from Wentz, bro. So yeah, that that's my that's my deal with with this squad, man. It's not really like they're avoid of talent or or anything like that. It's just I don't know if Wentz is gonna be a guy that can win you three to four key games that could get you to the dance. And that's what it that's what it's gonna boil down to for this type of team because Ron Rivera, what does he want to do? Run the football, play defense. That's his identity. That's been his identity since he was with Carolina. You just need a guy competent enough to to get you. Is is Wentz better than Heineke? Yeah, but is that enough to get you to the playoffs? I don't know. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't think they're making the playoffs. Hell no. Yeah. So. And they're in a weird spot too, like like some of these other teams you talked about. It's like, do they want to go after a quarterback next year? They to me, they're probably gonna have to trade some picks to try to move up and get a guy. Because they do have a really good team outside of the the you know average play of wins. So they're they're in a they're in they're one of those tweener teams where it's like they're good enough to do some things, but they're not great enough to stay at you know excellence. So I think, yeah, I, I could see six wins. I see six and eleven, man. Maybe, maybe seven and ten for the squad. Commanders need to call over full so they have a chance to make the wild card. <laughs> no, Vic. Foles, man. Foles, Foles, man. Listen, bro. Salute. Run the bowl. You, you beat my squad, but overrated, man. Oh yeah, I mean overrated ain't even the word. Overrated. All right, let's get into the two teams that everybody's really talking about in this division. Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys because <laughs> I'm so happy you just did that. I really want to do Eagles last. Facts, facts. So Dallas, they went 12 and 5 last year. They went 6 and 0 in the NFC East, 6 and 5 there for the in the rest of their schedule. Mm. So yeah, again, mm. facts. Facts. So mm. they they have a interesting offseason. They lose Amari Cooper to the Browns. Uh, they trade him to to Cleveland. Michael Gallup, not one hundred percent. He's going to be. He's going. They, well, actually, they're saying. I don't know. That's that's interesting. I, I think I have to check what, what Ian Rappaport 
uh, look at some of his tweets in regards to Gall- uh, Gallup because they were saying he might be – there were some tells that he might be ready to go, actually. So uh, he's he's progressing and he might be ready to go. I think it would be smart for him to to stay on the pup list, but we'll see. The Psy Boys is the Psy greatest Boys. thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that's a new one that I've never heard. In- that, God, that's, that's great. I mean, if you're if you're if you're a Dallas <laughs> fan, you probably do a lot of that. You probably do a lot of that. Um, I think the national media does because that's all I got to hear about. Ugh, the Cowboys again. That's me. Ugh. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Dak has his. Listen, Dak has his best year of his career as a quarterback last year. Uh, I think 37 touchdowns had a great year coming off, you know, breaking his ankle the year prior. Zeke had the MCL sprain dealing with some injuries. We haven't seen him really at the top of his game since 2018. I want to say CD lamb is now he's going to be that number one guy. Randy Gregory hoodwinked them thought he was going to stay with the, stay with the Cowboys ends up going, ends up going to, the Broncos. And then, of course, the talk about uh, Trayvon Diggs, who is uh, hot and cold, hot and cold. You love him. You love him when he gets the picks and then you hate him when he gets burned. So I think they have some really good talent. And then uh, lastly, also losing Tyron Smith to that, that uh, right, I think it was two weeks ago or oh, last week, losing last Tyron week, Smith yeah. last week. Yeah. yeah, losing Tyron Smith last week with the hamstring injury. A knee, knee hamstring injury. That's a big Cabo, running in Cabo San Zeke. Yeah, right. Yeah, running in quicksand. Yeah, running in quicksand Zeke. So, what's your, what's your thoughts on this squad, man? And how do you see it playing? They lost. They lost a lot of firepower. No Cedric Wilson. He's in Miami. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a different team. It's a different team, and it's a downfall of a team that I love. Who doesn't love when the Cowboys are bad? I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? Unless you're a Cowboy fan, of course. Disgusting, by the way. Um, yeah, I just don't see where. I mean, listen, they're gonna they're gonna be decent. I don't think they're gonna all of a sudden be four and twelve or four and thirteen, whatever the hell it is now. But I just don't see where like a bunch of wins come. Like you said, you lose Amari, who when Dak when Amari got there, Dak took off like that was his guy so you take him away okay so you just go to to cd we're gonna find out if he can be a number one receiver though everybody thought when antonio brown was there that juju smith schuster could be a number one wide receiver if antonio brown never left he was not a number one wide receiver by the way we found that out really quickly that's a good that's a good situation comp it's a good situation (laughs) comp and we found that out zeke has ha, what hasn't been a top running back in three years now, oh. and they gave him that giant contract, so they can't move on, and they're going to play him instead of probably playing the better running back, um, Tony Pollard. Uh, like you said, they lose Smith, who you need to protect Dak. You lose Cedric Wilson, so now your one and three are gone. Uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah, you're one and three. And then Michael Gallup, bye, because he's hurt right now. Like you said, Randy Gregory. And then Diggs, who gave up the most passing yards as a corner last year. Had the 11 interceptions, also gave up the most passing yards in the league. 
So the expectations. Oh, you see, look at you, Christian. No, um, no, is, is a bangle. Yep. Yes, he's a bangle now. That so now that really kills you. They, they drafted. They drafted Tyler Smith from from Tulsa. Uh, you know, he was supposed to be a guy that's supposed to have him. He was supposed to come along, but now with the other Tyron Smith <laughs> getting hurt, you know, he's he's obviously going to be um, asked to do a lot more this upcoming season. So I mean, listen, you lose Gregory though. Now there's nobody opposite Parsons. So now does he have the same impact? Because now you double team if he's on the line of scrimmage. Right. Well, and you got the Marcus Lawrence. You got the Marcus Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Still. Okay, yeah. Yep. You're right. But I mean, even then, it's still one less person to worry about on that on that defensive line. Yep. Listen, I'm just not in love with what what happened to them. Like we talked about the, how obviously the Rams got so much better. Like this is a, a literal complete opposite. Like they got worse easily. I I would say you lose to Tampa, you lose to Cincy, you beat the Giants, probably beat Washington, you lose to the Rams. You're at best you split with Philly to me. Yes. At best. Yes. Beat Detroit, Chicago, you lose to Green Bay, Minnesota to me, up in the air. You beat the okay. Giants to me, Colts up in the air. Houston yeah. you beat, Jacksonville you beat, Philly, you can make that a win or a loss. Like I said, you probably split. Tennessee, to me, up in the air. Of course. And then Washington, yeah, probably a win. That's about 10 games. So it's definitely a, a little dip from last year. And if you all of a sudden stumble, they can be worse. Because, I, like you said, 6-0 against the division last year, 6-5 and against everybody else. They don't beat 500 teams, 500 or better. So, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting season for them because they got worse in li- at literally almost every position on the team. Yeah, yeah, they, they definitely struggled. This is, this is the season where Dak has to be the guy you win because of. Has to be. He played well last year. He had his, like I said, he had his best season in his career last year. And he's going to have to continue to to take it to another level. They paid him like that, and he's going to have to produce like that um, if he wants to stay there for the foreseeable future as a Cowboy. This, this is the time. This is the time. Like you said, we laid it out. It looks like, oh, man, they're, they're going to, you know, they're going to take a step back. They if gave he him this contract to be that guy. Of course, yeah, of course. That's exactly. They gave him the bread. For him, for him to be that, and he's going to have to bring it every single week. My problem with Dak is he'll play well at like they'll he'll struggle in the beginning of the game, and then he'll click like, oh, yo, I gotta, I gotta turn it on, and then it's not enough time. Like that game, I look at the game against the Cardinals on Sunday night football, uh, not Sunday night football, America's game of the week, where they should have beat the Cardinals. Everyone's like, yo, they're gonna win, and they lost. Mm-hmm. I look at that uh, that Broncos game. Uh, where they where it was like they're down what it's 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 they got zip. smoked 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 it, it was sad it was sad and then and then the biggest game of the season was against the Niners and that was they they, they were lackadaisical out the gate they played flat and then oh oh let's wake up now let's start to get down the field and start making some plays and then they made it competitive and they had an opportunity but you know the infamous slide slide <laughs> spike gate. <laughs> Got, got referee gate 
uh, running in time played a factor and they weren't able to get a playoff. That, that just That's just the epitome of the Cowboys and what we've seen over the last 27 years. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's just been heartbreak for that fan base. And I just don't, Dak is, Dak is mid biggest factor. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If, you, if he's your biggest factor and he's mid, that's tough. That's tough. And in today's NFL, you cannot be middle of the pack or below a quarterback. It's not possible. What is the last team to win a, a Super Bowl with a mid quarterback? I like was Trent saying, listen, Flacco, Flacco was Flacco wasn't mid. And, at, but, the time, also, at the time, he wasn't mid. At the time, exactly. he was not mid. At the time, he wasn't. And Flacco in the playoffs was off. And was good. Yes, he was. He was. He was. Uh, to me, I'm, again, I to me, Eli Eli, is, yeah. yeah. But in the playoffs, he played elite. So they, I mean, they, that's like what Trey yeah, Dilfer, Brad Johnson. Yeah, right. Two oh oh two bucks. Right. That's probably the last time. Um, so, I mean, like you look a, back at the list. It's like. Stafford, Dad's. Brady, Mahomes. But I think Dak is better than Brad Johnson. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. I know what, what you're saying. saying though. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, you can't be like, oh, he's middle of the pack. Let's go win a Super Bowl. Not today. We do. You can name 10 quarterbacks in the AFC that are, that are top 15. 10? Yeah, yeah. Four, four, one. I might have got. Yeah, I might have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's close. It's close. Yeah, it's close. It's close. Yes, you're right. You're right. I'm with you. Yeah, Dak. This is what I'm saying. He has to. I mean, like he got. He he played. He played. He played well last year. I won't say elite, but he played well last year, and he's gonna have to uh, take it to another level, bro. But it's it's always like you say though. It's. It's 35 to 14 in a halfway point of the third quarter. Then all of a sudden he passes for 250 yards, two touchdowns. His final numbers are 420 yards, three touchdowns, one, no interceptions. Everybody's like, Zach played unbelievable. And it's like, no, you literally didn't watch the game. You literally looked at the, at the box score and said Dak played good because that's what half of his games are. Remember the game against the Packers in the playoffs that first year? Did absolutely nothing the first half. Then all of a sudden, the second half, they were unbelievable. Come back, and then Aaron Rodgers makes one of the best throws that, to ever happen. That's what I'm saying. That's the that's what I'm saying. That's the cow. If they just start the game better, they should they they could they could win a lot of these games. But Dak, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is with him, man. Because he shows he he shows some flashes of him. You know, elite. He does in some aspects. He, he he's a he's a dual threat guy, um, and like I said, he he has an ability to come back and make it make it interesting. Like that San Fran game, I really thought like, yo, they were gonna come back and like win the game, but they did. I mean, they did it. So, <laughs> uh, so he had he shows some type of flashes, but it's just not consistent enough, which puts him in that you know, I guess you want to say high mid category. Uh, Wack Wack Prescott is not a football quarterback. He's he's there for the money and the Tempur Pedic commercials. Uh, Vic says, I think it's sleep number, but yeah, I got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, he's he's that. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, I see I see ten and seven. 
I see 10 and 7 for the squad. 11 and 6, maybe. I don't see 12. I don't see 12 and uh, 12 and 5 f- for the boys. They lost. Wow. And, and then, and, th- and this is the thing I want to get to before we wrap it up with, with uh, Philadelphia. Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, man. Mike McCarthy. I when it comes to say that too, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, when it comes to game management, when you when you when you lead <laughs> when you, the worst you lead the league in pen- exactly when you lead the league in penalties, man. That that speaks a lot about your coach. It does. It does. Dan Orlovsky said it too, and I loved it. He said, "You're not. This team is not talented enough." to play undisciplined football. And that's all. I think they led the preseason in penalties. Man. The preseason, bro. These are people that are trying to make the team. So they're trying to be perfect. They don't They don't respect that, man. I don't want to say they don't respect him. They respect him. No, I but lost. I think they're, they're, I think they respect him. But it's just like, it's tough to really like. In their head, take probably- it to that level. Because In their Jerry, head, they're probably like, "Is this really the guy that is leading us to the Super Bowl?" Some, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's a good push in that locker room that says that. Um, and again, you know, Jerry is really the superstar of the, of the team. <laughs> you look at the, you look at the stars of the team. It's Jerry and Dak. You don't say that about any other team where the owner is a bigger star than the quarterback. You don't say that about any other team in the NFL. He has a weekly spot on the local radio show. The owner of the team. That's what I'm saying. Like he's a he's 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 the star. He's the star of the other team, and that's not that's not a formula for success. When they were winning Super Bowls, he was not the star of the team. It was he was like maybe fourth or fifth. It was the it was the it was the triplets, Jimmy Johnson, and then Jerry and then Jerry Jones. Yeah. So now it's like it's just Jerry Jones, and we're stuck. That's why we see the 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 mediocrity for so long. So that that's. That's what's troubling for me about about this squad as well is that they just don't have a guy to where it's like is is he is Jerry, Jerry Jones ha- is going to have to come to a point he's getting up there man he's getting up there you got to get a guy that's that's elite I, you know there were talks about Sean Payton uh, when he took that little break I think yeah. that's a great move you know he was there when he was in he was an offensive coordinator he, when uh, Bill Parcells was the head coach there so he has that relationship. Um, with Jerry Jones, so maybe next year that could be a possibility. But yeah, I, I mean, he I goes to Miami with Tom. <laughs> well, yeah, it, yeah, that almost happened. That almost <laughs> happened. And then lastly, and then lastly, just two things for me is I do three things is Zeke. I want to see Zeke have a bounce back year. Uh, he was so those first three years were so special um, for for Zeke and. Uh, I know he did, he did with some injuries. He was really running with that big ass brace on his knee last year. It looked it looked wild. Like he was you know trying to do cuts with the, with the he had one of them offensive line braces on his knee, and I'm like, yo, like he he can't move, he can't move. And I see what you're saying with Pollard, but the thing with only thing with Pollard is he can't pass protect the, like like how Zeke can pass protect. And you got you got to be able to protect Dak, especially now, and especially to have no left tackle. You need you need pass protection um, from everybody. On that front, so uh, that that's the only thing with Pollard. They're saying Pollard might play some receiver, might be a receiving, might be in a receiving role. I think that's imperative at this point because of what we talked about and the lack of you know skill guys they have on the outside, outside of Lamb. So uh, yeah, and then and then Micah, I want to see Micah maybe you know continue to establish himself 
as one of the best def- defenders, defensive players in the NFL. And then lastly, for Trayvon Diggs, it's like, it's just so weird, bro. It's like, he's going to, yes, he gets burned, but if you throw to him, he's going to pick it off. So it's like, yeah, I'm I'm going to throw it because he may get beat, but there's also a possibility that you, you this could be an INT. So he's he's such a um enigma when it comes to that because you just don't you just don't know what you, when you throw that ball that way you don't know is it going to be a catch or is it going to be a is it's going to be a pick because he got he got glue hands bro you get 11 interceptions he was a wide receiver yeah, yeah exactly exactly that's nothing to play with 11 interceptions is nothing to play with that's that's game that's that's 11 11 extra opportunities for the offense that's that's a big deal bro <laughs> that's a big deal so uh, that that those those are some things I want to see. Or I'm interested to see when it comes to the Cowboys, man. All right, now last but not least, um, this is the team that a lot of people think that they're going to to win the division after the moves that they made in the offseason. We got kind of pointing at himself because he's he's very high on the squad. <laughs> all in the chips, all in front of the table, in the middle of the table for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they. They, they had a they had a pretty solid year. Like they went nine and seven last uh, nine and nine ten and seven last year. Uh, Damn, some, I believe so. Yeah, there were some discussions early in the season, very beginning of the season. Nick Sirianni is he really that guy? Is he really that good? Shouldn't shouldn't be the head coach. Jalen hurts. I don't know what's going on, but he came out and. They proved a lot of people wrong. They ran the football at, at a high level. I think they led the league in rushing last year. That offensive line is stacked. The defense uh, w- was really good. And then the offseason, Howie Roseman, they got they got better. They traded for A.J. Brown in draft night. They drafted mm-hmm. two of the Georgia Georgia boys and uh, N'Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis for to, to uh, solidify that, that front seven. You still got Fletcher Cox there. Uh, you got Darius Slay, a, a number one guy on the outside, shutdown corner type, type uh, DB. Dallas Goddard, an excellent tight end. That offensive line is stacked. Lane Johnson, Jordan Mailata, those guys up front. Uh, Jason Kelsey, is it? Jason Kelsey, yep. Jason Kelsey, excellent center uh, for for the Philadelphia Eagles. So athletic as hell. Athletic as hell, man. Again, another another uh, family that. They do, they've done a great, done a great job. They've done a great job. So, what should I know? You like say Ray Bullish on the squad, and how do you see them playing out? How do you see them playing this season? I think that this is the team that wins the division. Okay. And I, I think. Listen, we said this last year, and I think me and you kind of defended Hurts more than people. Maybe. I mean, I don't know how you feel about him now, but I looked at last year's as basically his rookie year. And and that's the problem with I think that's the problem with like the generation now of like you know, we saw back in the day how all right, Rogers sat behind Brett Favre, Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith. Like you're literally not allowed to do that anymore. If you're a rookie, you get drafted, you have to play and you have to be the best quarterback in the league or else it's over. Yeah. So he sat basically his first year. I guess you can say learned behind Wentz, but listen, you are learning no matter what. Even even if your quarterback isn't great, they know how to study film better than you probably. They're in the NFL, and they've been studying NFL film and have been getting help studying NFL film 
longer than you have because you just got there. So the fact that he had that time then last year leads him to the playoffs. Um, listen, was it was it a good season? Probably not. I mean, Jalen Hurts, let me just look real quick. Last year, 31-44, 16 touchdowns, nine, nine interceptions. So, no, that's not anything special, clearly. But it's – that's basically his first year. He's learning how to play. Um, and like and like we said, nobody believed in Nick Sirianni. All of a sudden he becomes – listen, I had him for – I gave him more love for Coach of the Year last year than I think some people did. I think he should have won it. Nobody had expectations for them. And, and they went out. They go make the playoffs. So good on them. But like you said, I mean, you bring in over A.J. Brown – you have Smith on the other side, Goddard for the middle of the field. They have like 16 running backs. So, no, they don't have a number one clear, I don't think, in my head. Um, I mean, I know Miles Sanders is there, and then um, is, is Boston Scott still there? Boston Scott's there, Gainwell. Gainwell, yeah. So, like, I think it'll be a rotation of things, and they can all do different things pretty, pretty well, but – Here's the main thing. I think they found their identity at the end of the season. And you can't win games unless you have an identity. And they did. They started to run the ball a lot, and they were very effective doing it. So, oh, well, they ran the ball. That's why they started to win, not because it hurts. Listen, maybe, but who cares? If you're winning games, you're winning games. Uh, Jimmy just rode that train for how long? Did they ever really win that many games because of him? Probably not, but they ran the ball and they played a lot of defense. And they asked him to make the occasional throw on third down. If he can do that, they're going to be good. And and I think that he's going to grow into a a pretty solid player this year. I don't think he's going to be something crazy. I don't think he's all of a sudden going to be 35 and, you know, eight touchdowns and eight interceptions. But like, if you go from 16 and nine to like, what? If you can give me 28. 28 and, and stay at nine, maybe 10 at the most. 28 passing touchdowns, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, I need 20, yeah, 25 plus. I need four racks, I need four yeah. racks, yeah. You get, I mean, you got, you got Browns, uh, Smitty. I just, see, I just don't, I just don't want to say, yeah. they found, no, no, but I just don't want to say they found their identity in running the ball and then all of a sudden be like, okay, you better pass too, though. So, like, I think that they might be pretty run-heavy, especially because he can obviously do some read option as well. Like, he's a yes. – He's a part of that running too. Exactly. Yeah. He's obviously a dual-threat quarterback. So, I mean, yeah, 4,000 4, in today's NFL, you should be able to get it. Most people do. Um, but I just – Jordan Davis looks – I mean, you want to talk about a, a different animal. What, did he run like a 4-7? At Ridiculous. three at three fifty. Ridiculous as a defensive tackle. Like that's that's out of pocket. That's that's ridiculous. And then I, I don't know. I just I just see a leap from this team. I think they win the division. I think it's an easy. No, let me not say easy. But I think it's a a ten win team. To me, I I'll say this minimum. Now. Max, I think it's like 
11 or 12. So it's not like I think, you know, it's going to be something crazy, but I just like what they did. I really, and, and it's another year for Sirianni. You know, obviously rookie head coach, you're going to make mistakes. You're, you're going to mess some things up. He has another year under his belt. It's another year for Hurston in the offense. A.J. Brown is obviously very good. They have a clear number one, and then Smith can be a clear number two, and he was pretty good last year. Like, he gets overshadowed, obviously, because Jamar Chase has had the best rookie season maybe ever, but Smith was not bad. So And a run-heavy offense, like you said. And and now, listen, I, I Zach Ertz was a very good player for a long time for the Eagles. Towards the end, it wasn't the greatest thing ever. Now you have Goddard, who a lot of people love. So I just I just see I just see a nice little jump for the team. Division winner in my eye. I think they win the division as well. I, I can see I see eleven games. I think it's 11, 11 and uh, eleven and six for the squad, and then ten and seven for uh, for Dallas. I, I'm with you, man. They made some some really good moves that I'm a fan of. They drafted well. They did great in in free agency. It's gonna come down to number one. It's gonna come down to Hurts, man. Uh, yep. Everything's laid down in front of him. This is the okay. We've given you a lot, everything, damn near. What you gonna do about it? And if you play well, we will pay you in two years. If you mm-hmm. don't, we will look elsewhere because they still have some picks. Um, I think they still have a, a, a solid amount of picks as well. So if, if he's not if he's not the guy, they will move on. This is a big year for him. He has to play well. He has to get them back to the playoffs. And, you know, damn near possibly, I would say, win a playoff game too, just because of the talent. Just because of the talent. Just because of the talent. Yeah. Just because of the talent that they have. Last year, it's understandable why, you know, they, they went up against the Bucks and they didn't have the type of talent that they have now. But now that's it's not the case. Smitty is your, your number two option, and he could easily be a number one option on the Patriots, <laughs> for example, on a more plethora of teams uh, in, in, in the league. So, that's that's a luxury to have. You you have you have a a, um, a three headed monster when it comes to you know two two wide receivers and a tight end. The running game is going to be stacked, like you said. Doesn't matter who they have in the backfield. Just the way Sirianni schemes things up, they're they're going to be good. That offensive line is athletic, athletic as hell. They're going to be good. Lane Johnson, Mylotta, and those boys on both on both sides. We just talked about Kelsey. Defensively is, is loaded too. They finally, hopefully, they got that that uh, that staple. At backer, at middle linebacker, something they really haven't had since, I guess, Jeez. consistent, consistently, you could say Michael Kendricks. Yeah. Then before that, Jeremiah Trotter. <laughs> if you I don't go, know who that is. If you want to go, if you want to go that, you want to, you want to go that far. <laughs> since this is the last time they had a really good middle linebacker, I think D'Amico Ryan's was there for like a, you know, a second, but he, he was definitely, he wasn't the same type of guy. But yeah, so we'll see if Nicobe Dean is that dude for them. Davis is is, is going to be really good. Yes, Fletcher Cox, a guy that that's been great in this league for a long time to mentor him. So I think that's great. He could kind of uh, learn learn from Fletcher, and then once it's really his time to establish himself, I think that'd be a great passing of the torch type of type of deal on that front four. So yeah, this is a team I have high hopes for, and I think Jalen Hurts is it's all on Hurts now to step up and and, and make it count. 
because mm-hmm. everything everything in front of him is is gravy. So he he he, need, he needs to like I said, four racks should be light. Should be light. Four racks should be light. You said twenty eight passing touchdowns. Yeah. So then so then I need probably eight rushing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was about to say that. I need about I need about thirty six total. Need about thirty six total. You know, maybe five. You know, five high, high fives, five hundred five bills, and rushing yards. You know, you want to have him running out there crazy. It's still, that's still your franchise. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's what I see him. I see him having a. He has to have that type of year if they want to get to where they want to get to. So um, they look they look good um, on paper, but we know you know it's just paper. You know, <laughs> it's, Shout it's out not that a dream team that they put together. Or it's just it's just in pencil right now, so it could easily be erased. So we'll see if uh, if um, they're they're able to you know play the way that they play like how they should in the way that team is constructed. We're gonna find out. Jalen Jalen's going to hurt this team. I feel. Look at this guy with the puns. I mean, it's possible if he doesn't turn out to be that guy. I mean, hey, this could be an this could be an earlier version of Tua where it's like, bro, we gave you all that and you still didn't do good. They're, they're, in the, they're to me, they're in the same predicament. It's the same thing. I get same thing. I think Hertz has one extra year before they have to decide on his fifth oh, okay. year option. Yeah, but I just mean like situation. No, 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 yeah, of course. Yeah. I know. I'm just but. two two studs on the outside. Run, run, run! Have a second. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Dolphins got Waddle, who was you know casually a beast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you got you got two run heavy offensive minded head coaches, so you know they want to control the clock, make things easier for you. Play yep. action. No excuses. No excuses at all. Well, listen. Long episode. Great episode. Had fun with Deepak. Yes, Obviously, Deepak. It's a very smart guy. I mean, <laughs> I you can just some some people you bring on, you just know you you make the show smarter. That's one of them. Um a lot, of, a lot of good conversation with that. Make sure if you did miss that, you go back and listen to it. Um, talk over some injury things. See where some people are. Um, obviously broke down those two divisions. And now we end the show. And CJ, you can tell everybody where they can find you. I'll do the same. And we'll get out of here. Because next week we got a big show. Yes, next week we got a big show. Linktree.com slash CJames9. You can find everything I'm working on from when it comes to the NFL, NBA, Specifically, uh, Patriots and Knicks. Uh, when once the season starts for the Patriots, gonna be doing some um, some post game reactions, pre previews and reviews on Forever Patriots YouTube channel. Look out for that. That is also on, on my LinkedIn account for the Knicks. Same thing on Knicks Boulevard. Um, count the bucket. All things NBA with Nick Andre, Michael Lawson, and of course you can find me here on Tuesdays. And that's count the buckets on su- every Sunday. 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and you can find me here as well on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern talking NFL with my guy, Connie, man. And also, uh, next week, I want to say TBD. TBD on 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 day and time, but going to do a, a show with my guy, Quan Williams, uh, you know, a, a, a guy that's my, my guy that's been on the show multiple, multiple, multiple two times with us. He's going to do like, kind of kind of do like a gambling betting show. Um, he's going to definitely try to help some people out, help some people get some cash. <laughs> on FanDuel or my bookie as well. Shout out my bookie if you're watching. <laughs> hey, but uh, feel free to go over to Underdog Fantasy as well. Just under 
underdog fantasy as well. Shout out, shout Go out Gen to Z if you if you care. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, get 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 that thing going. Um, so yeah, look out look out for that, man. Me and Quan got some things shuffling up for this NFL season when it comes to uh, the betting world and making some money, man. See, so, you know, I never plugged the link tree that I always have that I never that I that I forget that I make linktree.com <laughs> slash uh, Anthony underscore Connell. You can check out all my stuff over there. Um, Monday's generational sports, me and Josh breaking down everything, UFC, football, basketball. Obviously, we'll go a little more football heavy because the season's starting and, well, when football's on, that's all anybody talks about anyway. Uh, that's 7 Eastern. Obviously, CJ said it. We're always here on Tuesdays next week. Have a nice little panel, make some predictions, kick off the season, and uh, then obviously the week after that we'll be able to break everything down. We get back into the breakdowns of the games, going over everything. Going to be very, very fun, me and CJ going to have the pick segment this year where, uh, you know, we're going head to head, a little competition, a little friendly competition, never hurt nobody. Uh, Thursday's backstop banter. That's at nine Easter as well. It's basically this show, but baseball, that's what I always like to say. So make sure you go and check that out. Of course. Hey, listen, judge, judge hit another dinger tonight. We're, we're looking pretty good to break uh, Mickey, not Mickey's Roger Maris's record. So make sure you go check that out. Albert Prujols. I think he's at 696 right now. So he's getting there. He's almost at 700 as well. It's at 700. So it's an exclusive club to join. Only only three other people in there. So maybe we'll see a, a fourth this season. Obviously, his last season as well. But other than that, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Appreciate everybody for sitting through two hours and 40 minutes. But if you miss it, like CJ said, like I said, go check out the podcast. The Hard Count, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, Go check it out. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, commenting. Love the conversation. And with all that being said, we'll catch you on the next episode, all right? Yeah, have a good one.